seven, eight, a hundred. It always, it always, it's kind of always a trip when you hear your voice like, like on a mic like this, huh? It, well, yeah, it's like first time, you know. Like, That's right, though. Yeah, doing it professional. Well, you because uh, doing a ghetto style, man. I, I this just made me realize how ghetto I was doing it. <laughs> well, because the the previous interviews you've done has been over over phone, over phone yeah. or like Skype or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Doing it through through I, Skype. I think we're live but right I now. I like I like the in person. Hundred percent, dog. You get to feed off each other's energy. You know what I mean. You bring that good vibe. Everybody's on a good vibe. Everybody's everybody's in a good mood. It's like telling your story. You know, bro. I have I had a female, very good looking female, bro. Mm -hmm. And uh, she has a podcast, bro. And she says, uh, "Hey, you know, bop bop bop. You know, let's." Uh, she, actually, she wanted me to be on her podcast, and she said, "Um, you know." And I said, "Yeah, let's do it. Where you where you located at?" And she goes, no, nah, no, nah, we're just gonna do it over Skype. And I said, uh, nah, I don't nah, do that. Yeah. I said, there's nothing personal mm -mm. about that. You know I mean, there's, nah, there's it takes, nothing. It, it it completely deflates the energy. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Completely deflates the energy. Absolutely. All right, we mm. live right now. Oh shit, let's go. Oh. Let's, let's play some music, and um, we're gonna get it cracking, baby. Who we got a motherfucking mm. blockbuster, blockbuster yep. motherfucking Thursday, baby. Hit that like, hit that subscribe. You on Hoodstocks, baby. Shit just getting crazier and crazier. The baddest podcast in the LA. The undefeated. Not trying to promote violence. Just saying, protect your family. To anyone trespassing on one man's life, take note. The devil is alive and well, but so is God. Choose one. I stalk like a wolf. Pray I don't shoot. Muzzle on your face. I'm a problem for your ghost. I stalk like a wolf. Pray I don't shoot. Muzzle on your face. I'm a problem for your ghost. I've got a gun with me. Cause I'm ready for it all Mama told me I was gifted And I'm different from you all Yeah, pick the shells up Turn the hell up for everyone defeated, the streets will fail us. Mom and pop screaming, God prepare us. Sometimes water comes in sand. God made the deal, I shook his hand like a man. Lucky you, my son, wipe the blood off those vans. Father, Lord in heaven, I'm a motor to the brethren. I'm a burden to the reverend. Searching for significance, my spiritual endeavors. Every day I'm tested, every day corrected. My hands are in the air, God bulletproof, test me. Resurrect my senses. Those were never bored, Lord, take me to your chamber. Teach me a ways out of love or with anger. I feel disgusted. As I hold up this musket, people taking lives out of ignorance is busted. They shooting up schools. Father with felonies, I got everything yeah. to lose. I stalk like a wolf. Hit that Let's go. on your face, I'm a problem for your ghost. I stalk like a wolf. Pray I don't shoot. Muzzle on your face, I'm a problem for your ghost. I've got a gun with me. Cause I'm ready for it all. Mama told me I was gifted. And I'm different from you all. Forgotten soldier, I'm just a victim of war. It yeah. was the cats of Jack Mack that I ate on the yard. It was the welfare lines I was the proud to wait on. It was yeah. my little girl's neck wrapping umbilical cords. I carry on, cause glory wait on no man. How I look, blaming you for the commitment I lack. You the type to keep a bitch after she fuck with your man. They try and kill the homie cause she gave up the ass. I walk in class. Yeah. The slow fade, baby, on a motherfucking Thursday. John McHugh, I see you, baby. Happy Thursday as well to you, brother. Shout out to my motherfucking goonies. Shout out to the chat line already lighting this motherfucking bitch up. If you see the special lit up colors, those are individuals that have joined 
And uh, you are welcome to join too. You know what I mean? Hit that join. It's fucking $3 a month, baby. You know what I mean? That's a bag of hot Cheetos, homie. Don't play with it, dog. You know what I mean? And, oh, what's the benefits? Look, what are you going to give me for $3 a month? I don't know. Maybe nothing. I'm not sure yet. I'm figuring it out. But I'll tell you this right now. I got about, what, about 15 packages going out uh, tomorrow for the people that have joined already. Because, you know, we do little things and shit. I said, man, the first bop, 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 comment, fucking do this and that. You know what I mean? And bam, packages are going out already, dog, with Hoodstocks Apparel merch. You know what I mean? Um, today's podcast is brought to you by, let's pay some bills real quick. Uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Today's podcast is brought to you by Glory Plumbing, Southern California. They're, at a serve, they're serving Southern California. If you check it out. I'm going to tell you this, guys, right now. You know what I mean? So when I do these ads in the beginning of the podcast, um, let, let's be real about it. You know what I mean? These individuals placed the ad. They supported. They paid to have their ads on here. You know what I mean? So when you guys hear these ads, these are people that believe in this podcast. You know what I mean? And these are people that are investing in themselves and investing in this podcast by placing this ad. So please take these ads seriously because these are real supporters of the podcast. These are companies that are on their way up if they're not all the way up already. You know what I mean? And and they they chose to come here to place a fucking ad. And a shout out to the, these, these individuals right here. You know what I mean? Glory Plumbing, serving Southern California. The vision to be the leading plumbing company in the industry. Value driven. Yes, sir. You got to be value driven. You know what I mean? Um, giving more value to our clients than money we take. Well, is that right? No, it's plain. Um, plumbing with a purpose for every service we serve. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm drinking this little fucking ultra. You know what I mean? Some people might call it a bitch beer, but it's okay. Um, for <laughs> the black can. Yeah. What's underneath the black can? Uh. That's my L.A. fuckboy drink right there. Okay, little okay. High noon, little nooner. Okay, okay. We're going to get to that right now. Um, Glory Plumbing. Back to Glory Plumbing. Uh, plumbing with a purpose for every service. We serve others by giving those in need. Glory Plumbing. If you like to contact Glory Plumbing, if you need any type of plumbing uh, uh, service in your house, your apartment, your business, call these dudes, man. Call these dudes. Uh Here's their email, gloryplumbing2021 at gmail.com. And their phone number is 888 888- 620-6444, leading the plumbing industry, Glory Plumbing. Also, we got this, you know what? I want you guys to do this too right here. We got this homie right here, and um, he, he, man, he has got a really, go to the website, CoachellaShirtDesign.com. You know what I mean? And I don't care if you leave right now to go check it out real quick, that's fine. Or if you're watching it on, on the laptop and you got your phone, just check out the homie shit, all right? For the best cannabis style clothing for men and women, check out High Maintenance Clothing. High Maintenance Clothing, they have over 80 styles for men and over 55 styles for women and counting. Most products ranging from $35. And you can see all the clothes exclusively at CoachellaShirtDesign.com. This is another homie that hits the, you know what? Sometimes when you place these ass, it's a risk. It's like, man, is it, am I going to get anything out of it? You know what I mean? Well, it's up to us, right? It's up to us if we support these homies right here, these individuals. You know what I mean? CoachellaShirtDesign.com, Glory Plumbing, 888-620-6444. You know what I mean? Unclog, get that toilet unclogged, get some new piping, get some, get the cold water over here, get the hot water up there, dog. I mean, fix your shit, dog. You know what I mean? And go and use these gentlemen, uh, these individuals right here. Now, today, ooh, check it out. I'm gonna be real with you guys. This dude called me up, hit me up yesterday. He hit me up. We didn't have no plans for a podcast today. 
but he hit me up. He said, Luck, check me out, my G. Ba ba ba, whoop, 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 been fucking with you, homie. Splinter, my homie, this, that. Here's a couple of interviews I did. And usually it doesn't really happen that quick. But honestly, I was taken back by this dude's story. He was going to be in town. I said, fuck it, homie. Let's pop it. Let's make it happen. Everybody out of Orange County, California, everybody give it up for Dino, baby. Let's go. What's good, luck? What's good? What up, baby? I'm excited to be here, man. I'm excited you're here, brother. Yeah. You know I love I mean? the energy, man. Absolutely. love the energy. Energy is, is king, dog. Mm -hmm. I mean. I feel it. Yeah. Frequencies are amazing, dog. Especially when, I mean, nothing's worse. I used to be this dude, dog, and I've talked about it in the past, dog. I used to, like, pride myself on stepping into a room and disrupting it, mm -hmm. dog. You know, they're like, oh, this motherfucker right here. <laughs> Fuck this dude, Lucky. I got to go. And I'll be like, nah, homie, you ain't going nowhere till I leave, dog. Yeah. Why you got to go now, dog? You were just kicking it. You were smoking. Yeah. You were macking on with this bitch right here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going to bounce now? Because I pulled up now, nah, homie. You ain't leaving till I'm leaving. And that was for a couple reasons, dog. Because I said, in my head, I'm thinking, this dude going to yeah. call the cops. He's going to drop a dime. Whoa, whoa, this, that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but now, bro, I, I, I try to, like, reverse that energy into good energy, baby. Yeah. It's all in how you come in. You know what I mean? You felt like if I would have came in here all on some like, hey, what's up? What's up? I'm Dino, you know, Orange County. What's up? You guys would have been like already, already bowed up. You know what I mean? But coming in like, hey, you know, it's nothing but love. Hey, what you need? What you need? Let's do this. Wop, wop, wop. Let's do this. And I feel like it just sets the tone. You know what I mean? It sets the energy like, you know, like I'm not a threat coming as a homie. And I just came to do a podcast and. Have a good time. You look like you're doing it right, right here. And I wanted to come be a part of it. Let's go, baby. Dino, Dino. And at times, bro, we have them dudes that come in here that yeah. are like that dog. Yeah. And you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't, like, they're not going to pull me into uh, the muddy waters with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you could potentially can, bro. Yeah. If we need yeah. to, bro, we step I out this it. bitch and, you know, whatever, yeah. dog. But that is not the intention. Like, when dudes come into this house, they, there are dudes that are like that, bro. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they got something to say. Or they're feeling a certain way. Or they're ready to go. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe this game. I mm -hmm. can't I can't jump the gun, even though my my mother my motherfucking like uh vibra vibration radars, dog, mm -hmm. are gonna tell me my gut don't ever lie yeah. to me, dog. Yep. You know what I mean? Sure and sometimes I can yeah, fuck, I, I can feel like <laughs> all right. It's, it's gonna yeah. be a rough one yeah. or, or I'm this, have this, to steer this a certain way. Yeah, this yeah. might be a little dangerous, but but what I try to do is I really try to defuse any like, you know, just yeah. bad frequencies, bro, with just, you know, like welcoming you with hospitable, good energy. You know what well, I mean? I, I mean, I, I don't see the point, to be honest. You know, I mean, you've been around long enough. I've been around long enough. I mean, I'm 44 years old now. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to come with good energy. And that's the only kind of people I want to surround myself with these days is people that are on the same level or same mindset good energy good vibes trying to have a good time and just you know trying to keep it real you know bro and that's that's what i do to this day as well too bro you know like you want to be surround yourself with like like-minded people bro yeah. i mean if you if you i mean there's the old saying if you yeah. lay with dogs you're gonna get fleas and all that dumb shit bro but it's true bro yeah. if you're hanging around dudes that are smoking meth bro <laughs> And you, I don't do it, they do it, but sooner or later, homie, yeah. you're gonna end up doing that shit. Like, yeah. it just it just is what it is, dog. So, I mean, if you wanna stay out of trouble, don't hang around dudes that are committing crimes, bro. Mm -hmm. If you wanna make money, hang around dudes that are 
you know, on the way are already there. About their paper. And and pick up some game, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like if you if you're looking for God, homie, you, you know, and you're in a crack house, well, <laughs> there's a fucking church down the street, bro. You're in the wrong place. I mean, you hit that pookie enough, you might find him. <laughs> but it ain't gonna be the one you want. <laughs> Hey, bro, shout out to the dudes, bro, that just lose yeah. their mind, and all of a sudden, they're just, like, fucking biblical. Yeah. They're like, fucking God sent me here. <laughs> fucking, you owe me $10. Like, dude, I've had, I've, I know a, a, a cold story about a, a, a homie of mine. His stepdad came through, and he was, he was tweaked the fuck out. Yeah. He was yelling Bible verses, bro, as he was trying to break into the fucking house. <laughs> and and as he said, my, and my homeboy said that as soon as he seen the fucking glass get broke out one window and the glass fall down on his kids, bro, uh, he fucking racked the fucking red. shotgun. Mm -hmm. He stepped out to his porch, bro. He stepped out to his porch, and this fool was a big dude. He came lunging to him. He still came over? Yeah, he came, he came lunging to him on the porch, bro. And that fool said, boom, blew him off the porch, and he got a... Uh, what do they call it when you get like a, a you he got like a fucking like a justifiable like, murder yeah, or yeah. something like that? Because well, I mean, yeah, uh, justifiable homicide. Yeah, a justifiable homicide, bro. And the only reason too is because his chick was on the phone with the cop yep. saying, "Hey, you know, yep. step pops is here. He's going crazy, but we you know we need them need you guys yep. to get him out of here. You know, and it was he, just." He did the right thing in that situation, you know what I mean? And if he's going to get prosecuted for that, like, I know it happens, but he's he's doing what any man on this earth is trained to do is protect his family and at all costs. And, you know, when he racked that shotgun, that dude, should, if he was in his clear mind, he would have gone the other way. You know, any of us would have turned around and went the other way, been like, Ew. but nah, he kept coming. So, you know. Your homie did the right thing in that situation. Yeah. I, I believe. No, I, I believe it too, bro. I mean, like you said, bro, you hit it on the nose. You know, key words, protect your family. Any means necessary, bro. You got to do what you got to do, dog. I mean, I see Glass hit, about to hit hitting my baby, bro, from this dude wilding out coming because he was breaking all the windows. The, the way he tells a story is such a fucking... Gives you chills? It gives me 100% yeah. chills, dog, because he, 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 he talks a play-by-play, -play, bro, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, you know, he, he didn't want to... Yeah. Kill the dude, nah. but he was, the dude posed a threat, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, the dude posed a threat, dog. And not everybody's going to go out there and, and squabble with the dude. Some dudes are like, yeah. bro, you just too crazy. You too big. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pump a slug in you, dog. You know what I mean? Well, and you're on you're on the dude's property, bro. I mean, at that point, it don't come, it, like, it don't have nothing to do with fighting. That dude's trying to come towards your family. And if I got a gun in my hand, like, they ain't getting through me. You know what I mean? fighting yeah. dude might tap you know like might get the best of you like you never know he might be on some other shit but when it comes to you know if you got a gun in your hand and you feel like you're at that point like your homie i'm sure knew he was at that point like there was nothing else he could do in that situation so he he was scared out of his motherfucking mind, bro. <laughs> Heart shaking. Just, he was I mean, scared out of his motherfucking mind, bro. Rightfully so, though. You yeah. know what I mean? No, 100%. Like, rightfully so. Like, yeah. Fuck, I couldn't imagine. I don't even. And this know? dude isn't a gang member. He's just a, like a regular yeah. dude, bro. Yeah. You know, he's a regular dude in the neighborhood, bro. And he was scared out of his fucking mind. He's like, this fucking dude was yelling Bible verses, yeah. like fluent Bible verses. Yeah. 
Like <laughs> fucking like John three sixteen. Yeah, bro. Like God sent me yeah. here. I got all Tim Tebow on him. <laughs> yeah, bro. And that and that's that's just, just alone right there is just like fuck. They 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 don't even. That's what they make movies yeah. out of shit like that. And the, half that shit is just not even real. But this right. is a real fucking life story, and they could really be made a movie out of. But mm-hmm. anyways, brother. So kind of what what got me with you, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy, dog. Your pops is an L.A. County sheriff, or was an L.A. County was, sheriff. Yeah. Rest, was, rest in peace, Big Dean. You know, he died. He passed away in 2005. But Okay. Rest he, in peace to your father. Yeah. Absolutely, brother. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, L.A. County sheriff's son mm-hmm. turns bank robber, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do we, like, let's just start this story, brother. Well, I mean, you can't write that shit, right? No, you can't, bro. <laughs> and so when you hit me with that, dog, I was just yeah. like, and then I seen that you had been on some some other channels. And mm-hmm. like I told you, I said, bro, usually I don't, like, yeah, I don't redo other people's stories, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I like to have just like the, you know, the freshest, mm-hmm. the newest, the rawest dudes on the streets. Some dudes don't even have Instagrams, bro, you yeah. know? But sometimes I do it, bro, you know? Yeah. But... You know, you were on some other channels, bro, that were just like a Skype thing. Yeah. You, you weren't even in well, person with these dudes. And that's what I was going to say is, like, I don't feel like the energy was the same. You know what I mean? Maybe the closest one was Josh from 23 and 1. That, like, he, but he brought that out of me. You know what I mean? Like, that was the energy that he brought yeah. to me. I'm not saying taking anything away from the other channels, but, you know, I mean, every channel has its has its thing. But, you know, and it, it all depends on you know, who's interviewing you and the energy that they're coming with. Like, it goes back to the energy, you yeah. know what I mean? And who's to say my energy was off that day or their energy, you and know? It happens but, sometimes, too. Yeah. Like, I just feel like that first interview, you know, with Josh from 23 and 1, like, he was able to bring that out of me and, like, you know, kind of let the guard down. And that was my very first interview, yeah. you know, ever. And I watched some of it, too. You did well. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate you, did, you that. did well. I, I didn't watch too much of it because I don't like to, yeah. I hadn't heard your story yeah, before. Yeah. So I, I like to hear it the first time right here, exactly. bro. And a lot of times people come in and they start talking about this and that. I'm like, hold on, dog. Yeah, wait until <laughs> so, we go live, doggy. We're going to get this shit cracking. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. You yeah. know what I mean? You yeah, know? Don't burn that first one out on yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> moment, moment of silence, baby. Yeah. Drink one, smoke one, or yeah. do whatever you got to do, yeah. dog. You go, know what I mean? Go in the corner, pray, do what you got Yeah, here's a piece of chocolate. You like chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, he's like, what the yeah, what fuck was in that chocolate? In that wavy bar? Yeah, <laughs> that wavy or that Willy Wonka. Yeah. I seen a Willy Wonka hopping around here a minute ago. You know what I mean? The golden. Golden ticket. The golden ticket. Um, but so, you know, shout out to that dude, Josh, bro, because that dude really came up in the game of sharing stories from dudes all over the fucking map and just from fucking on a Skype thing, bro. Yeah. You know, yeah. can you imagine? What, I, I, I wonder what he would be able to do if he had an in-studio, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, or if he would, I mean, some people, it's different, bro. Because sometimes it's easier for certain people to talk to somebody that that, that, that can't touch them. Yeah. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. They yeah, can't. well, you, you get you, you, the net bangers, you know what I mean? They almost feel, like, comfortable back there where they can kind of get disrespectful or say what they want or anything like that. But when you can just reach across the table and grab me by my neck, you know what I mean? Vice like, versa. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I just think that that in person is where it's at. And like I told you before, man, like that frequency that you got that dial on right now, like keep that frequency cause you're headed in the right direction. You know what I mean? Thank you like, brother. I really appreciate that dog. You know what I mean? And uh, 
you know, it's something that we've been working on for a long time, bro, you know, but uh, lately I've been just really trying to dial in on having individuals like yourself mm-hmm. on with legitimate fucking stories, yeah. bro. With, le- you know, bro, you can't beat a real motherfucking story, bro. Nah. You know nah, what I mean? I mean, I can have a rapper on here that can tell us everything that he thinks he mm-hmm. is, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then spit a fucking song, bro. And it's like, all right, that was cool, dog. Well, yeah. What have you been through? Let's hear a real story now, yeah. dog. Uh, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, shit, dog. Where you get all them lyrics from, dog? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah, you lived it. Yeah. You lived it, you should be able to tell it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And tell it every time the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like we doing gangster rap a podcast, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Our, our heavy metal or the blues or yeah. just yeah. some or some punk, yeah. homie. You know what I mean? Just the rawest form of fucking storytelling, dog. Yep. Which, and- which is real life thousand percent and like i said man if you don't get canceled first you headed you headed in the right direction you trying to get canceled huh well sometimes <laughs> sometimes but how you gonna cancel me dog no, i ain't canceling I mean, you I yeah. just, i'm just fucking i mean you, you know we, yeah. we talk about it yeah what, what do we got to do to get canceled <laughs> if our numbers ain't gonna I, go hey, well then cancel us bitch i no. feel any publicity is good publicity you know what i mean yeah well you know what it's gonna be like this bro say one day hoodstock's Blows the fuck up, right? Mm-hmm. Then they're gonna go back, bro, to uh, all the videos, all homie. The, yeah, yeah, and be like, hey, Lucky, yeah, retard, and, yeah, fucking, yeah, Lucky was fucking referring to, uh, to, to, uh, what do you call those transvestites as fucking avatars with boners and fucking <laughs> dresses and shit? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? You know, that's fucking uh, unsensitive, or that's you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'll be like, you're right, and I did say that. Put that bitch on repeat. Yeah, and but the thing is, is like, real ones will own it, hundred percent, and be like, bro. "Yep, yeah, I said it." You know. Yeah, and maybe yeah, that's my bad. If like I feel differently now, you know, like yeah. that was at the time, and I like I think it sucks that they can go back on actors and pull shit up from. 20, 25, 30 years ago, because I'm glad they didn't have cell phones when we were younger. Oh, yeah, 100%. You would be canceled. You know, bro, it's like this, dog. When somebody says, hey, look, remember you did this? Yeah. And sometimes I don't remember, bro, because I'll be a little burned out from the meth or whatever the fuck, dog. Yeah. Or just, just fucking piles and piles of doing fucking stupid ass shit. You, you know what I mean? Some of the shit mm-hmm. you forget about, bro, mm-hmm. you know? And... And when I hear it, bro, I laugh, bro. Yeah. So I think if we ever get to that point and I hear that of someone, I'm going to sit back and laugh and enjoy it, bro. Your first instinct's going to be the way <laughs> Like fucking dumb motherfucker. Yeah. That shit was funny, though. Some, yeah. I'm pat on the back. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, brother. So you ready to go? Let's go. Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Dino time, baby. Dino time. Blockbuster Thursday, homie. Netflix is going to fucking be mad about this. Spectrum's going to cancel your Spectrum cable right now. (laughs) So, brother, you were raised with a father. It's an L.A. County sheriff, bro. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that had to be. Was he a sheriff since you were a young child? Yeah, so... um I was, we grew up in Orange County. Well, I was born at West Anaheim Hospital. Grew up in Orange County until I was five years old. But in that time period, he was a LA County Sheriff. We were living in Buena Park at the time. He was a LA County Sheriff in Compton, that area, those three cities right there during the 80s, during the worst time of, you know, when it was to be a sheriff. 
I don't know. Today is probably pretty bad too, but yeah. But back then, you know, like that was like when you know the gangs were super, super bad, and crack was on the scene, and everything was popping, you know. And um, he broke his back on the job, and uh, he got called to a domestic violence um, where this big ass black dude was beating the shit out of his girlfriend with, you know, I think he was just beating her up fit with his fist, but. My dad busted in, you know, the guy picked him up. My dad was beating him over the head with this mag, mag light. This is the story that he told me, beating him over the head with this mag light, split his head open, and the guy just ran, jumped out the window of a second story balcony, landed on top of my dad. My dad broke his back. He got up, kicked my dad in the face, took his gun, tried to shoot him, but I guess the other cops were coming. Um, he took off running. And I, I think they ended up killing him. And then so I remember me and my brother as young kids going and seeing my dad in the hospital and he was laid up, tubes coming out of every, you know, hole he had. And um, yeah, it was, it, it, it was, it was bad, but I was young. So, I mean, it, it How young were you? I think I was, I think I was five, four or five at the time. Okay. And um, that's young, bro. Yeah. And, and you remember that? I do. I, I mean, I don't like. I remember going and seeing him in the hospital because that stuck out to me. A hundred percent. I mean, it was. Uh, it was. It was. It was traumatizing. Yeah. It was a traumatizing time in your life. Like I remember things, bro. Like maybe like at three, four, bro. Yeah. But Which is they crazy. weren't. But they weren't good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so so we remember traumatizing stages in our life. Yeah. You know exactly. And so we. W I remember staying with his partner. He had a a friend that was on the force with them that they went through. Um, <clears throat> What is it? Police Academy or Sheriff's Academy together. And so I remember staying with him because at that point, him and my mom had split up. My mom had moved out. Um, she was living with her parents. And so from that point on, we went and stayed with my mom, you know, and there were drugs around. You know, I didn't get along with her dad. Her dad used to beat the shit out of me. Um, you know, he, like I, all my cousins were living there. Well, not all of them, but some of them. And so... Whenever they, I was the oldest, so whenever they do something wrong, I get my ass whooped, you know, get my ass whooped with the belt. And, you know, that's back when parents were allowed to use a belt, you know? I go to school with belt marks on my face, yeah, I remember that. Right? My mom used to tape a wiffle ball bat and chase me around the backyard with that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that shit stings, dude. That wiffle ball bat, and she's got a little swing on her, too, mom. Yeah. Remember that shit, don't you? <laughs> um but no, so they, we were living with my mom, my stepdad, and uh, I remember drugs being around and they weren't, they weren't in a good position at that time. You know, they were, they were doing methamphetamines and, you your, know. Your mom's side was. My mom, my mom and my stepfather. We're yeah. doing meth. Yeah. And so um, I remember one time, you know, like I was, me and my brother were young and jumping around in the room and my stepdad came in and, you know, went to spank went to spank my brother, spanked my brother with the belt, went to spank me. And I remember sticking my hand back there to block it. And the little belt buckle came around, you know, they had one of those little old school belt buckles that with that little hook and it caught my finger and it, he pulled back and it ripped my finger open. Ouch. And so I, I had to go to the hospital, get some stitches, you know, and then from, I think it was from that point on, we went to live with my father. You know, well, my dad at that time was out of the hospital. He had medically retired from LA County Sheriff's because he had a broken back, obviously. Um, but that's what 
you know, started off, kicked off his pill addiction, you know, and he got into pills really bad. You know, at first he was able to maintain and, you know, be present and, you know, at least show that he was trying and um, being a good father. And I think it just got worse over time, like with any drug addict, you know what I mean? But it's a trip with my dad. Like he, it, it seemed like he was like the definition of functioning addict. You know what I mean? Like he could lose a job and get a better job. What kind of work was he doing after he, uh, after his accident? So he, he went to, he went to work for the fair up there, Fresno fair. So he was, I think like the CEO of the, the Fresno fair and then bounced around up there. But yeah. And then he got into promoting concerts. So then he started doing concerts at the fairgrounds, concerts for the the radio stations, doing all kinds of. That's kind of interesting, though, bro. I mean, and for one thing, I think we missed we missed a, a part, bro, because mm -hmm. now you guys are in Fresno. But before that, you were in Orange County and he was working out of Compton or something like that, you said? Yeah. So then we had went to after he broke his back, we went to live with my mom and my stepdad. They were using, you know, but, it, and where, 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 where was, where was that, that was out in Palm Springs, Palm Springs. Yeah. So we were out in Palm Springs for about three years and then up in Victorville for for a year with her parents, with my mom's parents, and then. Which was rough, like yeah. you said, you know what I mean? They're, yeah, you know, and I just, I, I didn't want to be there anymore, you know what I mean? So, so so now your pops relocated to Fresno. Yeah, so my grandparents had moved up to Fresno and, you know, started a business up in Fresno, California. And so once my dad, you know, had gotten himself well, he went up there to live with them. Okay. So when we first moved up there with my father, he was living with my grandparents. Okay, absolutely. You know I mean? There you go. Thank you. Thank you for. Uh, I had to connect that for you. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Jump around. Jump no, around. It's all. It's all good, brother. And um, but this is my job. Sometimes I gotta kind of like you know what I mean uh, get, make sure we get that part of the story in. Um, it's kind of interesting, bro, to me that you uh your pops went from a sheriff, and now he's working the fucking fair circuit, yeah. bro. Yeah. You know that's that's kind of like you know like. Potentially making good money. Uh, well, he was was he was getting money still from the sheriff? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. He got his. He, he got medically dis, like uh, medically retired. So okay. he's getting a monthly. You know, which is for the rest for, for the rest of his life. Rest of his life, which had to be decent, huh? I, I mean, I think it was decent for back then. I don't know if it was what you could live on, you know. But um, but he, like I said, he he got a job like pretty much right away with the fair system, and was putting on concerts to where I was like. You know, this is later on down the road when he was doing it, but you know, got to see Social D, Pennywise, yeah. you know, yeah. Cottonmouth Kings, yeah. Tommy, like all these backstage partying with them. Okay, you know, okay, yeah. And that didn't help my dad's addiction. You know Hell what I mean? No. Being around all these concert people, so he got like really bad into pills. And around that time when we were living up there in Fresno, at first, you know, I didn't, I didn't know any better. You know, I think I moved up there when I was ten. And so from 10 to, you know, 15, you know, like I was just focused on hanging out with my friends in school. And then around 14, 15 is when I started noticing, like, you know, the pill behavior, you know, and then 15 is when he gave me my first, my first Vicodin, you know what I mean? And, and why did he give you your first Vicodin? Did you twist an ankle? <sighs> or did you have a headache? You know what I mean? Nah, I was sick. You were sick. <laughs> <laughs> Flu or something. And it was like a little shot of NyQuil with the Vicodin broken in the bottom. And I didn't know what it was. And he's like, oh, just take it. And I took it. And I remember that freaking warm feeling that it came over me. And 
I had to have more. So I started getting into a stash and, you know, like stealing pills, taking them to school, getting my buddies like, hey, check this out. This makes you feel, you know, and like it just spread like wildfire. Like it got bad. It got bad. But, okay. And this is this is around 14, 15 years old. Yeah, 15, um, 16, 17. Like, you know, you're in high school, you're partying, you know, I'm taking pills recreationally like. It's really not a big deal at that time, you know, like if I had them, cool. If not, like I wasn't, I, I mean, I'm sure I was kicking, but I didn't notice it at the time. You know, I didn't know what it was like, oh, I got, you know, a head cold or whatever. And so after high school is when like I first broke my hand and got a prescription written to myself for the Vicodin. And then when I ran out, one of my buddies decided like hey i wonder how hard it is if we just call the pharmacy and act like we're the doctor <laughs> so that's what he did and it worked you know he called me in a refill and we did that shit every like every week for like a year is this kind of like a testament that white kids can get away with anything? Because I because I, I mean because a homie can't call and be like, hey dog, I need some, uh, <laughs> I need a fucking Vicodin uh, hey, prescription. Doctor Martinez, or- <laughs> uh, I need a, I need a Vicodin subscription. I mean prescription. <laughs> what do you call it, dog? Right? Yeah. And they're yeah. like, fool, get yeah. the fuck out of six every one to two hours. <laughs> yeah. But the white dude call up and says, hey, this is Mister Rogers. Mm-hmm. This, you know? is Dr. Qua. Do- this is Doctor Qua. This is Doctor Quad. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm fucking around, bro. But it's it's nah. it's it's amazing sometimes, dog. Or not amazing, but it's just kind of funny and interesting at the same time that I mean, certain kids can pull off certain things, and the other person on the other side of the phone ain't gonna think nothing of it. They're like, yeah, okay, sure, we're gonna fill the prescription. You know what I mean? And you know, come on, pick yeah. it up in thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, insurance costs five bucks. Yeah, right. that's 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 that's. I mean. Yeah, it was it was cool until I got arrested for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I I think I was 20 I think I was 20 when I first got arrested for picking up my first fake prescription. Okay. And w- which they hit you with a commercial burglary charge on top of it even though I walked in, I paid for the prescription and left with it. But if you enter a store with the intent to commit a crime, I guess it's commercial burglary. Yeah. So, you know, that was my first little introduction to county jail okay and up in fresno too which fuck that jail (laughs) i mean what kind of what kind of like for us that i mean i haven't been to fresno jail i mean why did you say i mean fuck any jail right no no jails are fun bro yeah i mean depending on what kind of kid you are and what kind of game you're on Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be potentially fun but i mean what was your experience with the fresno jail well so the fresno jail was I mean, obviously, you know, bulldogs everywhere, you know, and I wasn't up to game on any of that politics or anything at that time. So I'm just going into jail, you know, running my mouth, like trying to, you know, be a nice guy, be cool with everybody and like opening my mouth, you know, about, you know, my dad was a sheriff and this and that. and. Yeah, I know. So you, okay. so you, you, you had absolutely no, no game. idea. You, but you had no game. You weren't. I mean, you were just oh, around a bunch of regular. Fuck dudes. No, I was twenty years old. You know, like I didn't have, 
Yeah, I, I mean, no, you weren't. You weren't. You I weren't, wasn't around. I, you weren't. To a, answer your point, I wasn't around convicts at that time. You yeah, know what I mean? but you were like, around just like regular good kids yeah, that just yeah, like were regular, just pulling the wool yeah. over the doctors, the the the, the pharmacist's eyes, and and yeah. you guys kind of got Going a little pill thing going. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, trying to do that little, you know, white boy dumb shit, fucking trying to think that we're living in heaven like fucking going to the lake every day taking pills that it's gonna last forever and yeah i got a fucking rude awakening real and, quick. and you guys were just good kids this just happened i to, mean we were knuckleheads but i mean yeah. that's all there was to do up there you know it was in clovis and it was a small town and you know it was pills and football and sports and you know kind of grew up like that way but my dad was never around my mom had still lived in southern california at this <laughs> At this time, like when we moved away from my mom's, she, her and my stepdad, after he like spanked. No, you're good. Oh my God, sorry about that. After he had spanked me with that, like he, like they stopped drugs right away. Like quit everything, change it, turn their lives around and are still killing it today. Like still, you know, the so, best wait, wait, what, what was the turnaround that they stopped doing drugs? When they, when he spanked me. You know, when I stuck my hand back there oh. and the belt buckle caught it. Yeah. Yeah, that that was enough to, to get my mom and my stepfather sober. That's, which, yeah. you know, like, they have no idea, Absolutely. like, what that means to me. 100%, you know? bro. I mean, good for them, and, and obviously it was good for you at the time, right? You know what I mean? A little bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, they, they, they changed. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though you were kind of going down your road, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I was still young, but I was, I was headed there, you know? Like, and so... Um, after, when I went to, to Fresno County jail, like, like I said, I went in there and didn't go in with a closed mouth and, um, yeah, I got pulled into the, Hey, come back to the shower, dude, we got to show you something. And then, you know, I think three or four of them, uh, the bulldogs jumped me because you and went, it wasn't even the whites either. Like that was the thing. I think there was a couple of white boys in there, but like, they were just like, you're on your own, bro. Yeah, you're talking like, about hey, a cop is your dad. You over there, you loud mouth. You need this. Well, you, that's, that's, you were so like, you were so green, bro. I, yeah. You were so just like, you did, you had no idea, bro, mm -hmm. but you thought going in there and being like, hey, you know, you thought you maybe you were bragging or something. Yeah. Hey, my dad used to be a cop, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it wasn't like that. It was just, I think it came out to one of the, the bulldogs and then he like pressed the issue, you know? He went and fucking, he went and told everybody, you know, all his homies or whatever. And then they decided to, you know, I guess, you know, Punish me for it. Yeah. And but, so what did they do? They took you to the showers and beat the shit out of you? Or what? Yeah, just, you know, put a whooping on me. You know, I mean, it could have gone worse, you know, like if you think about it, like what they're probably supposed to do. But, you know, I mean, they, so I remember getting bailed out, like, and, uh, well, hold on a second. So after they beat the shit out of you, uh -huh. what'd you do? You just kind of like crawled back to your bunk no, and, yeah, they, well, so the cops came in, you know, they came okay. in and grabbed me and Got then, you. like, they took me, they took me to the hole, they took them to the hole, and it was like just during that time is when I got bailed out. Got you, okay. And so I got bailed out, my homie picked me up, and I remember, dude, my face was lumped, you know, like yeah. I was swolled up. And uh, yeah, that, that was the last time I ever opened my mouth in jail, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not. It's probably not a good thing to be talking about. Yeah, my family's law enforcement. You know, it's well, not. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, it's, better, it's better to say, "Hey, my mom's a fucking meth yeah. head." You know yeah. what I mean? You know, believe it or not, bro, in an environment like that, yeah. dog, it's better to say, "Fucking," um, you, yeah. You, you, the worst case, I mean, or it was like, like later on down the road, like when I finally did end up going to prison, like 
my people knew, you know, my whole backstory. A hundred percent. They already knew, like, okay, you know, his pops is obviously not a sheriff anymore. He lost his dad. To, yeah. You know, and he's a fucking knucklehead too, because, you know, I'm out there doing dumb shit. And so, so you you get bailed out, bro. Mm -hmm. You get bailed out from uh, filling out fake uh, prescriptions. Yep. And, and and what are we doing from there, bro? So. Like, my family decided that, you know, uh, Fresno wasn't a good environment for me. <laughs> so, you take the pill head out of the, the town, but you ain't going to take the town out of the pill head. So, <laughs> I think they made a rap song about that. <laughs> so, I had end up moving down to Southern California with the girl I was dating at the time. And at this time, my dad was living back in Southern California. Like, he had kind of started like lost all the jobs up in fresno madera you know i got outed by everyone you know like pills just he, he was he wasn't able to it's a small town you know what i mean he burned some bridges yeah. let's say we burned yeah. some bridges he yeah you either love him or you hate him up there. so every time i'm up there like visiting my grandparents or something somebody's like hey your name's dean hargrove I'm like yeah like you know square up a little bit like is he gonna swing on me or is he gonna give me a hug yeah. <laughs> you know and so, and then a fucking avatar pops out with a boner and a dress and kisses you on the mouth. I, I know how that story ends, Doug. Check it out, bro. Right. I, I need a little back information, a little a backstory of your pops. Do you have any idea? I mean, of what kind of of sheriff he was when he was active duty? Was he a hardcore dude? Was he, nah. you know, take no bullshit like by the book? You know, nah. I, I've I've been a, that used to be like when I was younger. That was like one of my favorite things to do is sit around and listen to him. And like his old buddies tell stories, you know, like they were fucking nuts. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they had their own bars they went to. I think my dad wrote two speeding tickets and the whole time he was. And one he said it w was he was at a traffic stop and they had flares on the ground and a truck came speeding through and hit the flare and the flare like got up on his pants. And there was a dude on a sorry, he was there was a dude sitting there on his motorcycle started laughing at him. So he wrote him a ticket. Yeah. You know, just just like, fuck you. Yeah, I'm like, fuck you. Because I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they used to they used to do all kinds of fucked up shit. I mean, yeah, if I, I was know. a cop, bro, and I rolled up to a female dog and I asked her for a number, she didn't mm -hmm. fucking give me a number, dog. I got to give her a ticket now, dog. You know what I mean? For yeah. something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I put her in handcuffs. Yeah. You, 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 you <laughs> get it. What am I getting rid of for? You're overweight, bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? And that, 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 that fucking sidewalk you're on is only yeah. suitable for 500 pounds. <laughs> and you're like 550 for sure. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I would I would be I think if I was a police officer, man, maybe I would have too much fun with that shit, bro. I mean, think about it. Like they were probably just us with badges. You know what I mean? Yeah, for like, sure. They're I guarantee you like if they didn't they didn't go that route, they were the majority of them probably would have ended up in prison. Well, obviously your pops it, it tells a little bit about the person that he was, bro, that you know, some some police officers are like, no, yeah. I'm not going to take. I, yeah, I broke my back, but I'm not taking anything that's going to, you know, uh, 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 that's going to be potentially uh, addictive or or whatnot. Just because they're so hardcore, like yeah. this is who I am. This is what I represent. But your pops, I guess maybe. But we could look at it on the flip side and say, well, you know, pops was in so much pain. He needed this and he had no <gasps> there was no choice. Any man that broke his back and had so much pain as this individual had and got on these pills. I mean, they're highly addictive and it could happen to anybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's exactly what you said. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't the other way. It wasn't, 
you know, pills weren't going to be, you know, his worst enemy. They were going to be his best friend. And and I think it was kind of the same similar, you know, feeling that he had that I had, you know, yeah. of where he, you know, started taking it like the way it felt and, you know, couldn't get off it. I mean, and I have another question for you, bro. Growing up with law enforcement in your background, bro. I mean, that's kind of like almost like a get out of jail type of free card. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you'll, you'll tell me in a minute, bro. But like you can potentially feel like. Why well, have family that's ex law enforcement, and you? It, it can make a kid maybe he feels like he's above the law. Mm-hmm. Did it and make I, you feel like that? Well, I don't know if it was some. Well, I guess yeah, because the way he carried himself, it was like the rules didn't apply. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we go to a hotel and he's parking his car right in the front of the hotel and going in and telling the kid like, "Hey, I'm a retired sheriff." You know, like. I, I might get called, like, even though you're not working no more, I might get called in the middle of the night and somehow have his car parked right in the front of the hotel. Or, you know, like, he, he used it further on down the road, like, to where he was going into hospitals and flipping that badge and being able to convince these doctors to write them prescriptions for morphine and letting them leave with needles and, you know, all, all the opiates that he wanted. Because, you know, they think like, oh, he's he's ex-law enforcement. You know, he's not in here drug seeking. He doesn't fit the stereotypical drug seeking type. Yeah. So, Do you have any idea where that badge is at right now? Dude. <laughs> no, just so fuck with one time he gets, So we were going to a strip club one time. I'm 19 years old. We're going to a strip club and I'm not even old enough to be in there. He gave me his retired sheriff's badge to show the guy at the front door and somehow we got in. You know, makes sense to me. I mean, yeah, I mean, you show you, you show a real badge to fucking <laughs> security guards. You know what I mean? What the fuck <laughs> are they gonna do? They're gonna split like the Red Sea and be like, "Yeah, go ahead." Yeah, we we tried to make it, but we couldn't. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and so you you get out on bail, bro. You're fucking lumped up. Your homies mm-hmm. looking at you like, "Bro, what the fuck, mm-hmm. dog?" You know, and what are we doing from there, brother? So I mean, that night, like we went. We went over to a couple girls' house that we know. Um, he was talking to one of them. I was talking to the other. And she, the girl that he was talking to, had a couple of guy friends over, you know, and I'm just getting out of jail, wanting to relax, chill, like not do shit, you know what I mean? And I, I just did a long ass stint, you know, three days, came out all yoked up. And uh, we're sitting there. <laughs> Did you say three days, bro? <laughs> we're sitting there. <laughs> Did about 150 yeah. push-ups within three yeah. days, and I was Jack. on swole. Came out swole. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm sitting on the bed, and I hear, motherfucker, motherfucker. And, you know, my homeboy's pushing these guys. There's three of them. There's two of us. And my homeboy's pushing these guys out the door. Come on, Dino. <laughs> of course, your, bo- your boy's getting, getting ready to throw down. Like, you got to run out there whether. You know, you you know what's going on or not. And so ran out there. We got down. And I remember two of them, well, all three of them jumped on my boy. And I remember running up and kicking this, the biggest one, square in the face, like as hard as I could. And this dude just looked up at me like, really? You just did that? Damn, that's when you know you fucked yeah. up. Well, that's when you dance around, you know, try to act <laughs> bobbing and weaving. I look like Jim Carrey and me, myself, and Irene, you know, bobbing around. Like, <laughs> and then he's just, thank God I got split up before I could find out what he could do. But, yeah. you know, um, 
but yeah, that's so that's that was my first encounter with being in jail. So then we moved down to Southern California, and that's where like I got a hold of an actual prescription pad. I was like one of my homies had brought me a empty. This was before triplicate prescriptions. Because now today, like you write any opiates or anything like that, it's got to be on like three pieces of paper. You got you know, one gets mailed to the DEA, one get, goes to the doctor, one goes home with or to the pharmacy. Oh, is that how they do it now, bro? Yeah. One gets so, mailed to DA or something. The DEA. So the I guess DEA? I, well, I wow. mean, this, from what I know, it's been a you know a long time, but Damn. like I think they keep super like really good records on keeping track of those things because I mean it could fall into the wrong hands, you know, and so. These little prescription pads were just little pieces of paper like this back in the day. You know, doctor sign it, hand it to you, you take it to the pharmacy. Yeah. So I got a hold of that and um, went to Kinko's, whited out the phone number, whited out the address, did all that, and then put in the girl I was dating at the time, put in her cell phone number, put in a Huntington Beach address. It wasn't our address, but, and then kept making copies until I got like every little black smudge off. You know what I mean? You put that little piece of paper over it, make a copy. You're like, ah, I gotta white it out a little bit. Man, if I would have put half as much effort into finding a job at this point, like I could have done pretty well for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so I'm there trying to make these fake prescriptions and I get it honed in. You know, I'm over there with the freaking paper cutter, getting it all tight, you know, measuring that shit. Like I'm in arts and crafts and everything, professional, uh, you know, yeah. like I'm making a paper fucking mache. And uh, so then I, you know, figure out how to write a prescription for Norcos, write a prescription for Percocet, write a prescription for Xanax. You want a hundred Xanax? And then I was just taking them into these little pharmacies all around Orange County and, you know, passing it in and, They'd get on the phone, pick up the phone, and call the number on the prescription, and it'd be my girlfriend out in the car, and she, Doctor Qua's office, and uh, you know, Doctor Qua probably knows. Her. So his real name ain't Doctor Qua. Yes. <laughs> fucking Doctor Qua yeah. somewhere yeah. fucking itching his palms right now. He's like, I don't know yeah. why these palms are so itchy right yeah, now. Yeah, man, why did I write so many scripts in two thousand one? <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so I was like, I like was keep. I was like a freaking accountant, man. I was keeping track of these prescriptions like on a ledger because I was doing. I I go pick up three a day, and that like at that point is when I got a really really bad pill problem. That's when I was like up to taking, and I know people are gonna be like, oh, you can't take that many, and then like I believe me, I didn't start off taking this many, but when you have unlimited amounts of you know vicodin norcos percocet stuff like that at your fingertips you build up a tolerance like with anything and so you know i'd get up in the in the morning and pop eight to ten norcos just to get out of bed you know i was taking 40 to 50 to 60 a day and so this is that's <clears throat> that's a fucking grip bro and that's oh dude my liver was shot like i was throwing up every time i take them like you build a tolerance. Picking the pills up and eating them again, you know? Like, you get to that point where you're just like, you don't care. You know what I mean? Like, you have to do whatever you can to get well. You know what I mean? And that, and when you're taking that amount of Norcos, I, I, I can imagine it's probably hitting, like, heroin or something, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
It's a sick ass but, nod or what? But then, you know, talking to a, a doctor or a pharmacist later, they're like, you could have taken three of them and gotten the same effect. When you take past a certain amount, like you're, it's just the same effect. You know what I mean? So, but here we are in our head, like, oh, I got to take 10 to get well. I got to take eight to get well. You know what I mean? And so. It's the power of addiction. Yeah. So I had this ledger that I was keeping track of what pharmacy we'd go to, how many I picked up, what name I used, what the birthday was, all the information. So when in a month when it came back around, like I would hit all these other pharmacies all over Orange County, Long Beach, LA. Oh, that's why I know how to get all through here. Like yeah. driving all, hitting every mom and pop pharmacy I could find. You know what I mean? And you had a ledger. A you ledger. Were, you were fucking. Dude, like this thick. Like for it, it was probably, I mean, no, no joke, dude, for like 18 months that I was doing this. And like selling pills, getting enough money to pay for the pills the next day. And I just, that's what I did. Lived day to day, just doing this. Damn, bro. Yeah, picking up two, 300 Norcos. You know, me and my girlfriend, we had a stupid pill problem at that time. So, you know, it was no kind of life to live. We were living right down in Huntington Beach too, like right in the heart of it. 15th and Orange, I'll never forget. Never forget when Huntington Beach narcotics team kicked in that door. <laughs> I mean, it, it just, it's to me, bro, Maybe I'm just a little more fucking, uh, I don't know, more fucking street or whatever you want to call yeah, it, bro. But like pills, bro, were just, it, it's a, I know, I know because I hear so many stories, bro. But it, it almost sounds almost silly, dog, to me, bro. That like, damn, you can get fucking addicted to fucking pills because, you know, we were just doing the, the you know, the meth, yep. the fucking carga, yep. the crack cocaine i mean like to, to me back then now it's differently bro but back then i would have laughed at that bro like pills get the fuck yeah. out of here dog where's a sack at homie i mean like what you know yeah. what we doing we doing real drugs bro we fucking <laughs> around with some fucking you right. know what i mean but then again that 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 the pill game has a stigma to it that it's kind of like a rich mm -hmm. white kid thing mm -hmm. bro mm -hmm. you know so here you are white i don't know if you're rich <laughs> maybe not but you're in orange county bro so that's what was popping i mean yeah. different things are popping in different yeah. areas you go to south central you know what i mean you ain't you're gonna smoke crack homie yeah. you go over here you're gonna smoke meth you know what i mean i mean it's just it's funny the way that goes though yeah isn't it, i mean i think it's all you know situational and definitely societal you know like i don't even know if that's a word but i'm gonna keep rolling like it is um sounds good to me it, yeah. sir um but yeah, I just feel like it's, you know, the crowd you're running with because like I did get introduced to those drugs, but it was just later on down the road. You know what I mean? But 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 it's you know what? Check it out, bro. One time I think we had some females, bro. They were from out that way mm -hmm. and we busted out that shit and they were like, <laughs> you guys do that. And we were like, fucking the dirt bag. They were like, right? math. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. bro, they were like 100 percent like, Turned we're, off. They, yeah, they were like, we're the fucking out of here. Yeah. We're used to hanging around dudes <laughs> like Dino that just does. They have all the pills. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, but yeah. but that's funny, though, bro. But yeah. then you can get these hyenas from the hood that go out to you and they're like, yeah. what? what are you guys yeah. doing? What are those motherfucking vitamins? You little, know, little did they know at that time. I'm like I wasn't even coming out of the house. That's how bad my pill addiction was. Like, how, I was, how do you not come out of the house from a pill addiction? Like it was strictly to go to the pharmacy, get what I needed to go, go to the next pharmacy, get and then get maybe get something to eat on the way back and just be. Because uh, when you have that like much of a pill addiction, like it takes over your life. You know what I mean? I can't can't function like that. I'm sick half the time. Like I'm throwing up. Like 
I'm knotted out. You know, it's basically heroin, that same, like a, you know, PG-13 heroin. Yeah. And then, you know, like you just, that that was the thing at that time. You know? I mean, if you go into a house, bro, and everybody's popping pills, what kind of recreational t- uh, activities do we have going on in there? Because I know rec- <laughs> rec- rec- recreational activities we yeah. have on if we if we go into some, a house where everyone's doing ecstasy, or yeah. you go to a house where everyone's doing meth. I mean, there could be a range of things. Dude's working in the car. This dude's jacking off over here, yeah. dog. This motherfucker is fucking. This bitch is picking her face, and she got her arms, and she got the long sleeves now because yeah. she done picked everything off the motherfucking shit. I mean, there's just what kind of recreation? What do we do? What, what's the party with uh, having pills, bro? Is it sex? Is it no. little alcohol? alcohol with it or is it everyone's just nodded the fuck out yeah it's cigarette burns in my sweats and watching fucking big lebowski who <laughs> washes bro who washes the dishes fuck them dishes man you know like we eating out like that dishes, out. yeah the dishes are stacked high the place is a shithole like you you would you'd walk in and even being strung out on meth you'd probably be like fuck i gotta clean this place you know like or i got you know like i don't want to be here these motherfuckers are grimy like dirty ass white people. I don't know. This is how white people live. <laughs> it just changed the whole stigma for you. <laughs> yeah, but this is in Huntington Beach though, yeah. so it's a little, it's a little yeah. different. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. and so it, it's it's something that's kind of like you know it's it's what's in out there. And so I mean, where do we go, bro? You you fucking you said for eighteen months. Is that what you said? Months. Eighteen months, 18 bro. Months. You're hitting all these fucking pharmacies and shit, mm-hmm. and you're just fucking doing it to. Stay well, bro. Yeah. You just stay well. At that point, it was a job. You know what I mean? Like, it had already blown past the, you know, doing it to feel good or having a good time doing it. Now it's strictly to stay well. You know, just to feed my addiction and stay well. I mean, do females, when females are addicted to, to like, pills and shit... And you're the dude that's got the pills, yeah. bro. I mean, I, I guess in any drug scenario that could potentially be, uh, you can be the yeah. man and yeah. you can be having shit thrown yeah. at you, right? Yeah. Is it like that? I mean, you know, like I said, like it was like, to be honest, like sex was the last thing on my mind. Like I, it was like full blown fucking addiction. You know what I mean? Like it was not wanting to see people leave the money under the, the mat. You know what I mean? Leave the money under the mat or leave the pills under the mat. Like stay that. Moved. Well, yeah, you're. I mean, yeah. you're living like a dirt bag. You know, you're embarrassed. There ain't no, you know, Orange County, Huntington Beach girls gonna be like, oh, I want to take some pills and come over there and be like, oh, this dude's sexy. You know, like I'm fucking <laughs> shot the fuck out. Haven't showered in a week. You know, cigarette burns in my like. Yeah. Haven't shaved. Smell like shit. You know, trying to game them up. Like what's up? You know, fucking sloppy. <laughs> Trying to game him up, yeah. smelling like a fucking like a foot. Yeah, <laughs> smelling like a foot. There yeah. you go, dog. So you said eighteen months, brother. So what? What? Why only eighteen months? Well, yeah. So I remember like that very last night when I wasn't feeling good. I'd taken too many. I was in the bathroom. I was throwing up, huggling that toilet. And I remember with we lived on the second story, and I remember hearing the. Those stairs, boom, 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 boom. You never forget that. Yeah, bro. That is, dude, even to this day, like, I still, like, if I hear, like, boom, 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 you know, I either think it's a cell fight or it's the cops running up the stairs. You know what I mean? Well, I got a thing, dog. When people <clears throat> come to my house, dog, and they knock on my door a certain way, dog. Yeah. And the yeah. first thing I'll do is be like, hey, dog, what the fuck, dog? Why are you knocking on yeah. the fucking door like the cops, yeah. bro? You know yeah. what I mean? Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, get the fuck out of here. I mean, I, I, to this day, dog, I'm yeah. just—it's something that that like that triggers me, yeah. bro. Like, and you ain't even doing nothing wrong, you know? Yeah. What I mean, like, 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 text me that you're outside. 
<laughs> yeah, shoot me an emoji. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2022, sir. Yeah, so shoot me that emoji with yeah. the needle and the blood coming out. I'll be out in a minute. A 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, Sorry, brother. Go no, ahead, dog. Good. Hey, can I get a Jack and Coke, sir? Yes, sir. Thank you, dog. Yeah, I'll take uh, one of those little L.A. fuckboy drinks. Yeah, why do you call it L.A. fuckboy drink? I don't know. I just feel like if I'm looking at Instagram, and I picture someone drinking at high noon. There. No, he wants a. He doesn't. He wants an yeah. L.A. He, on, that's he, a, oh, <laughs> see, he thought that was an L.A. fuckboy. He doesn't drink. want the chola drink, dog. <laughs> the Michelob Ultra. <laughs> what is that shit again, dog? Well, hey, good out. news. It's gluten free, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> high noon, sun sips, yep. vodka and soda. Watermelon made with real juice. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, sir? Flintstone vitamins? <laughs> Grab my bag. Grab my bag. Grab my bag. My G, dog. Absolutely, dog. Yeah, go ahead and hand it to the homie right there, dog. And there's a trash can in the middle, too. Feel free to do whatever you want, dog. If you guys are, everybody like, subscribe, all that good stuff. You know what I mean? We're about to get into the, you know, the good part of the story, even though it has been very good. What are they saying? We'll get the phone calls, bro. We'll get the phone calls. Don't let these dudes right? fuck you up. Yep. Sometimes the last thing you can do is read that chat line. But I don't even know what they're saying, to be honest. I mean, so don't. So, yeah, so hearing those cops run up those stairs, man, like, I'll never forget it. And then I remember my girlfriend at the time, um, I remember her yelling my name and then the, the door just hitting her in the, like, hit her. She was in front of it looking out the people, knocked her on the ground. <laughs> and cops came around the corner and I remember they had their gun pointed at me and it was, <laughs> why are you laughing? Because she got, shit, no, huh? she got caught, bro. She was looking out the hole and they kicked the door. Yeah, they booted it, dude. Like with the fucking battering ram. Huh? Hell yeah, dog. Yeah. I mean, oh, I mean, I'm sorry like, to hear that, dog. Yeah, but. America's Funniest Home Video shit. You know, like, bang. <laughs> I mean, that would have been a good yeah. one to see on cops, bro. Because, you, you know, what does yeah. everybody watch when they're in jail? They love watching cops. cops. Yeah. They're like, dumbass, yeah. got busted for that shit. It's like, homie, what you in for, dog? Yeah, and then they look next to him and they sit next to him. Like, yeah. fuck? He's like, hey, homie, we talking? We, we, yeah. Who you calling well, a dumbass? Calling dumbass man? That's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so they fucking kicked the door in, bro. Thank you, Munchie. They kicked- yeah, so uh, Huntington Beach narcotics team booted the door in, um, came in, had us, you know, at gunpoint, brought us all out, handcuffed on the couch, and started raiding the place, you know. Um, found, you know, uh, her brother was doing it also at the time. Like, I kind of had put him up on game two. So he had his own little racket that he had going. I had some cash in the house, too. But um, I I took the rap, you know. Like, she, I mean, she didn't, even though she was involved. But, like, I was, why do both of us got to go down? You know what I mean? I'd have thrown all the pills and cash on her lap, bro. <laughs> right. And I'd have picked up a Bible. Yeah. What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> So God, is that you? They dude, they went down into the car, found the ledger, and found every single like it was basically like handing them a fucking felony book. Yeah, bro. Of everything. All the I crimes did. you committed. Yeah, everything. Paper yeah. trail and everything. Hey, can I make it easier for you? I'll type this shit up. You know? Damn, bro. That's crazy, dog. That's so, almost as bad as dudes on Instagram fucking making a fucking video of them holding a gun and shit, dog. You yeah, know what I mean? mom walks in. <laughs> starts beating no, the cops book. are watching it, bro. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, hey, I don't know why I got raided. Fool, look at your last post, stupid. Anyways, right. yeah, dog. So, yeah, you basically, like, you, you are, like, busted, busted, bro. Busted. Busted. Yeah, and like, like the, the pill ring from, like, all that little area of Huntington Beach, done. 
like overnight done. Well, they they, they, they were pulling people. They were pulling over. Like I should have known. Like for the week prior, they were pulling over people leaving the house. And you, oh, dude, coincidence, you know, like bro, did people say, hey, dog, I just want to give you a heads up. <laughs> yeah. When I left, I got pulled over because there's been times in the hood, dog, yeah. where I I, I, I I tell people when they leave, hey, dog, you know, did you see any funny cars yeah. out there? Or when you left, dog, yeah. did you see what I always ask that yeah. shit? And real quick, I want to say something. I made a joke about throwing the shit on the lap, but I'll tell you this: back in the day, bro, when people would get in my car, mm -hmm. I would tell them all to give me the fucking dope, bro. Yeah. I said, give me the dope, dog, because if we get pulled over, homie, you're not gonna stuff that in the fucking crack of my fucking seat, dog. Just give it to me, yeah. bro, and let I'll me, hold it, dog. Let me get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. I already know what I'm gonna do with it, dog. You feel what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. dog? Yep. But it's, anyway, get, it's getting out of this car somehow. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Or it's going, it's it's, it's going in something. You yeah, know what that's mean? what I'm you saying. Know? Like and it's it, getting out of this car somehow. Yeah, yeah, it's magically gonna yeah. disappear. Yeah, you know don't know I mean? where it's going, yeah. but it's getting out of here. And if you don't have an X-ray machine, you're not gonna find it, officer. <laughs> and I'll still lie, Officer Hargrove. <laughs> that don't sound right. <laughs> Hey, bro. Uh, it's not you, dog. No. It's past, baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll pass, baby. I mean, we can't, we can't, we, you know what, check it out, dog. We cannot, we cannot hear, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and judge you as an individual of what your father decided to do as a profession and you stopped doing it when you were five years old, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. you know what, dog? And check it out, bro. It, 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 hey, homie. It is what it is. Some people end up on this side of the fence. Mm -hmm. Some people end up on that side of the fence. I mean, just stay true to whatever side of the fence you're on. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and, and it is what it is. But, but go ahead, brother. Finish your story, dog. Yeah, so um, they had taken her brother and I um, to Huntington Beach Jail. And she bailed her brother out, you know. And I don't think there was enough money to bail both of us out. But I... I ended up getting transferred to, I think it was Westminster Court, to go to court, you know, after being in HB jail for three days. And so we're sitting in court, you know, waiting, you know, I'm sick as fuck by then. Like, yeah, I ain't sleeping like that kick. Ugh. You know, I mean, and I've had worse kicks since then, but that kick at that time, like, it was hell because I was getting transferred. I went from Huntington Beach Jail for three days to Westminster Court. In Westminster Court all day, you know, and you know how it is in court. That shitter is fucking right in front of everybody, you know, and like you'd be lucky if there's toilet paper left or somebody's sleeping on it, and you gotta go over, hey, homie, like, let me get that toilet paper. And yeah. so I remember, like, they never called my name, and then the um, little public defender came in, and he was like, hey, they, they didn't, um, they're not filing charges yet, you know. But if they don't file charges, they're going to kick you loose. So D I'm DA thinking. reject type of thing. Oh, yeah. But, so check it, but real quick, though, bro. So obviously when they kicked your door in, bro, they already had been doing an investigation oh, yeah. on you, bro. They already knew. Yeah. So they, yeah. So, and then when they wa went into your yeah. fucking your apartment, bro, mm -hmm. after knocking your – did she knock out from that? Or did she just like, oh. I think it knocked her on the ground. I don't think it knocked her out. Okay. Well, and then they find your ledger, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like a slam dunk, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So now you're in court and they're potentially – I mean, is it because of your family history that you can potentially be sliding through the cracks? I, I don't think it had anything to do with that. I think it was just so many that they had to go through to see like how they were going to approach it. Cause I mean, it was only three days later, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so like they knew, so I had a no bail hold cause the public defender came back and he was like, Hey, I got some good news and some bad news. Good news is they haven't filed charges. Bad news is you got a, a no bail hold out of Fresno County for the first one that I bounced on. 
You oh, know, so you were on the run then? I was already on the run. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I never went to probation. Yeah. Like, you let me out of that jail, I'm running. You know? Well, catch me. Yeah. And so that's that's exactly what happened. So they transferred me to Orange County, Maine. I was in Orange County, Maine. I remember it was in 2002. When would the Raiders play Tampa Bay in that Super Bowl? Oh. 2002, I think. Right around there. Who, who knows? But... You could I say just, 2005 and fucking K-Nine's going to agree with you. Like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Right? Like, K-9 said, oh, oh, yeah. And he's like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. So I, I just remember that vividly. That Surrey? We, yeah, Google. Surrey? <laughs> can you hear me? Right. I mean, you can. I, I don't mean to cut you off, bro, but it's kind of a funny thing, bro, that you can call out. There's a, like an activation thing that you can call Siri and wake your phone up, and she'll be like, hey, Lucky, yeah, what do you need? Throw her hair over her shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, I was just resting. If I ever have another kid, another daughter, I'm going to name her Suri, dog. Oh, no. Don't, don't. 2003? <laughs> 2003. That was close. Shout out to fucking close. Preston. That's his fucking Hell Mexican yeah. name. Preston. Get it. Preston. <laughs> Preston, garron. <laughs> Get over here. I'll put it that way. Anyways, um, sorry about that. Um. So you, bam, you got you got the so good got, news, the bad news. Yeah. You know what I mean. And so, did they file the charges on you? So I ended up going to Orange County, Maine, and then you know how it is. Like when somebody else is picking you up, it's not like they just sent a special bus down to pick you up. Like they picked me up from Orange County. I think it was two weeks later. Took me to L.A. County, and then that was my first introduction into L.A. County. Let's go, baby! <laughs> Everybody needs that experience <laughs> in their life. Go to L.A. County just for the yeah. processing, dog. Yeah. Just for the processing, dog. Oh, Get processed into L.A. County when it takes about 48 hours yeah. or so. You know what I mean? And it you know? me out, too, because everybody's, like, sitting on those benches, like, sliding down the bench. You know, yeah. like nuts to butt, get, sir. Getting called up. What size shoes you wear? You know, like it was the well. Fools used to get mad at me, dog, because when the officers say nuts to butts, nuts yeah. to butts, I really put my nuts to the butt. <laughs> and fools be like, "Hey, homie, yeah. what the fuck, dog?" And he said, "Hey, yeah. dog, I'm just following yeah. instructions, homie." He told me to put my nuts on yeah. your butt, dog. You got you got your mean? legs wrapped hey. around him. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, that's gay, dog. That's gay. Right. What I'm saying is, yeah. no, it's like, that's a, that's a joke, dog. That's a stupid joke. And there's no way in hell they're like nuts and butts. You're uh -huh. just like, homie. Me, if I put my nuts on this black yeah. man's butt, homie, yeah. you know what I mean? We're gonna have babies. Yeah. No, I'm just um, go ahead. Sorry about that. So yeah, that was my first introduction into LA County. Um, so I remember going through processing all that, you know, like you said, it was felt like a week, but it was probably 48 hours. Something like that, yeah. They call you up, you know, ask you all the affiliations, this and that. So I remember the first time they called me up. And they put, uh, I forget what band it was. At, I think it was a white, no, what's that? whatever. But they called me up and they, you know, processed me. And then I go back and sit down. Well, then like an hour goes by and they call me again. And so they call me up and I go up there. And I remember the sergeant had walked over at that point And he goes, hey, because I'm a junior. Remind you. And He's he like, goes, I know your dad. He goes, hey, is your dad Dean Hargrove? And I was like, nah. You know, learn the lesson, like, nope, nope, don't know him. Yep. It's a good place to Even stay quiet about that. <laughs> or the second or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, so I was like, nope. He's like, all right. Yeah, like he, he didn't believe me. But then, so they sent me down, call me back up again. He's like, let me see your right hand. Put my hand over. He cuts the band, slaps a blue band on me. 
Oh shit! Yeah. Like a keep away, right? Yeah. What is that? The K yeah. something? Yeah, K two or keep away? It was me and another cat that his I remember to this day his his uncle was like the sheriff, Sheriff Baca at the time. You know, yeah. I just remember I'm like yelling at all the homies like, "Hey, it's Bob, you know, run and make, you know, because yeah. my my uncle's a." You know, like kind of because my third uncle, second cousin <laughs> used to be a janitor in the police yeah. station, dog. I don't know why they're tripping. Fool. Right. You know what I mean, so, yeah, they take you up. They put me on my own. So like, dude, and that's the uh, like, that's even more fucked up than was it know? a cell? Be honest. Was it a cell or was it the control booth of the cells? <laughs> right. Up put me in my yeah. own cell like homie. Like you had all them buttons. Yeah. No, so. So before all that, like when they put that band, so they had us kept away over in a different area and we're getting ready to go to medical. You know how you're getting taken? Why this this Asian cat was sitting across from me and he kept staring at me and he kept like saying shit to me. Was his name Shorty? <laughs> so we just had an Asian dude named Shorty nah, on here. And yeah, I heard he was a problem back in the day. Yeah, it wasn't any of the homies. Okay, go uh, ahead. But I remember he kept looking at me and then he was saying, oh, you're going to be my bunkie when we get upstairs. And mind you, I'm... 24 years old, like little skinny white boy, shot out white boy, strung the fuck out, kicking, like, yeah. you know, you just got to blow on me and I'll fall over. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, oh man, I got to act tough. Like, I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I got this. You know, like, and I'm sitting there on the bench and he's across the room and he's like, you're going to be my celly. You're going to be my celly. And, and I, so the dude next to me is like, do you know that guy? And I'm like, huh, I don't know. And so now I'm starting in my stomach. I'm like, man, dude, he says one more thing to me. I'm just going to take off on him. Well, well, I mean, what, what, you're going to be my celly. Hey, not you. Yeah. You are, yeah, you are going to be I my celly. So you're not sure what, like, bro. Like, like, what, what do you what mean? Are, yeah, yeah, what does that mean? I was taking it like, dude, you wanted to be on some funny shit. Okay. You know what I mean? That's, ahead, how I, that's how I took it. Yeah. And so it was like, if it's going to come down to that, I'd rather everybody beat the fuck out of me now because, you know, I ain't going out like and that. And this is L.A. County. L.A. County. So you got, when, when you were in L.A. County, you know what I mean? The the sensors, the, 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 the alerts, the radar yeah. gun, everything. everything is at high capacity. The whole time because it's right, you know, like down there in process and those cops are fucking big old fresh out of the Marines, you know, like waiting for somebody to get in a fight so they could just run in and slam a motherfucker and put the fucking spit net over them and... Do the whole nine. So I mean, yeah, you're paranoid. Like uh, a yeah. uh, dude can queef, and then you're like, "Bless you." <laughs> yeah. You're like, "Oh, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry." You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Man. So I'm sitting there, and he he said he started to get up, come towards me, and like I had my hands on the, I put my hands on the bench, and I went to kick him right in his chest, and right when I kicked him, he swung at the same time and cracked me in the eye, and so then the cops came over, they busted it up, they took us both and put us in this little holding cell, like little. You know, whatever kind of holding cell it was, had the little sliding door, you know, where they come by and do suicide watch every 30 minutes. Make sure you didn't hang yourself, take all your clothes and shit, you know. Okay. So I'm sitting in there and it felt like hours. But I remember the cop coming by and he was a young cat and he came by and he opened it and he looked in. And this is the first time. Then he opened it again and he was like what are you doing in here? You know, like I didn't know who he was, but he just saw probably like a 23 year old little white kid didn't belong. Like 100%. I stuck the fuck out. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I, that's happened to me, bro. Yeah. But go ahead. Really? Brother. Yeah. No, it has, bro. Like, bro, like what the baby, what the fuck? Yeah. 18 years old. Anyways, yeah. go ahead, bro. And so, so I'm in there. He's like, I'm going to try to get you out of here, you know? And so hours go by, hours go by. So he comes back. I remember the door unlocking and now there's two of them. And they're, he's like, is this him? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, all right, come on, come on. Let's get you out of here. So they start walking me 
And right when they walk past the cell, they stop. And they open up the, the one next to me. And the, the cat that had punched me was in there and he was passed out and he was like handcuffed to the bench or whatever. Excuse me. Was he, he was an older dude? I think he, yeah, I think he was, I mean, probably in his 30s, 40s at this time. I was, Absolutely, yeah. And so he's passed out and he's like, hey, is that the guy that hit you? You know, and I didn't know any better at the time. I was like, like, yeah. And so he pulled out his keys, unlocked the door, opened the door up. He's like, get down. And I was like, uh, froze up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm 24 years old. Like, I think they're going to boot me in there, lock me in. Like, I don't know what's going on, you know? And I kind of felt like it was kind of a bitch move to, you know, dude's handcuffed, passed out to the bench. Like, you <laughs> but, but you did say that, that it was <laughs> yeah, him. I did. Two cops. Yeah, you exactly. Know? You know, so and at that time, like, I didn't know, like, that. You know, that's dry snitching. You know what I mean? Like, well, it, I, that wouldn't be dry snitching. That would just be flat out snitching, <laughs> homie. <laughs> that would be flat out snitching, sir. Yeah, I, mean, I can't yeah, charity right. that, dog, but I'll, I'm just going to say that would be flat out snitching, dog. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, but this is, check it out, you guys, right now. Before you guys yeah. shit on this dude, this is just nah. a regular kid, mm -hmm. not no gang member, yeah. knows no street yep. fucking rules. Let's be easy right here, because I can see the Goonies fucking. I can see you bubbling. I can see you. I can see you bubbling right now. You know what I mean? I can see you bubbling. You know what I mean? But this is a just a regular white kid that got addicted to pills. He wasn't like these dudes. I mean, you weren't around no professionals, bro. You just found out the fucking the blue collar way of fucking to get over the on the system. You know what I mean? And 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 you did it, dog. You know what I mean? And so now you're in. They pull you out. You they ask you, hey, is that the dude they yeah. said and you're like yeah that dude fucked me up you yeah. know and so they throw you in there and what happens well they i didn't go in there like they didn't throw they just asked if they wanted me to go in there and whoop on him while he was handcuffed to the bench and you know i i didn't i'm not gonna lie like i bitched up you know like i didn't know i didn't know what was gonna happen i didn't know if i was gonna get another charge i didn't know if they were just gonna lock me in there and they basically were like you're not gonna do nothing i was like Nah, and they're like, you're like, I already snitched yeah. on them. I mean, shit, that's your guys' I job. I told you yeah. guys, so you guys go in there and fuck them up, but you right? want me to do the yeah. dirty work? Like, come on. Like, homie, I ain't the one, dog. You see? To be big brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you yeah. were looking for big brothers right. in jail now, huh? <laughs> so, so they take me back out. They put me back out in processing, send me back upstairs, like, and then Fresno County comes down and picks me up. And it's crazy because. Like, you know, you got a blue band in L.A. County and right when you get in, you know, going up to Fresno County they cut that off and they put you right back in general population. And so I learned my lesson, you know, like, keep your fucking mouth shut. Like, don't you ain't telling nobody your backstory, you know, like these ain't, you know, like you're coming on here like you now you got to start seasoning yourself, you know, and it was like I had to learn the hard way. But I learned it. You know what I mean? Well, when did you. So now this is this is this is kind of like. This is an interesting scenario for this podcast mm -hmm. right here, bro. You know what I mean? So you, you keep on saying you learned the hard way, bro. But when did you learn the most valuable is rule in the game, in the criminal underworld of not telling or snitching on people, bro? You know what I mean? Did you get put up on game, said, hey, bro, right yep. here, we shut the fuck up. Yep. We don't say nothing, blah, blah, blah. Did you have older white dudes that put you under the armpit and hollered at you? Like, let's, 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 I, bro, yep. check it out. I can't avoid the elephant in the I room, got, bro. Hey. This is Hoodstocks, baby. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and I got to put you on the motherfucking Keep spotlight. 
you know what I mean? And that's why, and that's why I'm keeping it real with you. You know yeah, what I mean? And hundred like percent. Shout out not, to you on that. Bro. And I'm not trying to paint like I'm just. I want to paint the picture so it's real, so you know, like my whole story, how I came up. Okay. You know what I mean? Because you could have easily left yeah. that out the fucking story, bro. Yeah. Like and you I, didn't, bro. Nah. And you did But I got nothing to hide though either. You know, like I'm not an active gang member. I'm not like trying. You know, like I ain't running around snitching on nobody. Like fucking, I I stay in my lane. I I go to work, handle my biz, and do what I got to do to protect. As of as of yeah. now, but now you're getting into this world where you 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 didn't realize how deep and exactly what it was, and it doesn't really get real until now. Mm-hmm. You're kicking pills. You're fucking in L.A. County jail, bro. You already had one dude that tried to fucking holler at you, dog. You know what I mean? And so now you, you, they, bro, they, they pulled you out of that cell. Why did they, first of all, why did they pull you out the cell? Was it your time up in the hole, I, the single man status? Yeah. What was it, bro? Yeah, I think our, my time was up in the hole and they were just getting me back out into processing. Because and, they realized you were the victim. Y- well, yeah. And then they, so they woke homeboy up too and they brought him out and they put us back out. Like they kept us. Um, Seven. Separate. Yeah, keep, keep boys separate. from each other. Yep. Yeah, and so they, and they do that in another county jail, bro. If you have like an altercation yep. with somebody or something like that, sometimes they can make yeah. sure that you guys don't end up in the same uh, pod, the same cell, so on and so forth. Yep. You know what I mean? So go ahead, brother. Yeah. So then, you know, they send me up, and Fresno County comes down, picks me up. That's when they take me to Fresno County. So now I'm in Fresno County, you know, uh, trying to program, and this is when I start learning the ways of. You know, running with my race, you know. And what is your race? White boys. You know, the woods. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not a skinhead. I'm not affiliated with any gang or anything. I'm just a regular wood. You know, for a white boy that goes to prison, you know, that isn't a gang member, obviously, you know. And so they're just regular woods. You know, I mean, I know people that haven't been a part of that world don't understand. You know, sometimes they think, oh, they're calling you a peckerwood. That's you're racist. You know what I mean? But you just you you went and did time, and you're you're not a gang member. You're, you're an active, with, active wood. So so you get you get transferred to Fresno. Yep. And you now you got to fight that case. Why? Because the case in L.A. got kicked out. Well, they hadn't pressed charges yet. Okay. You know, so they haven't built a case yet. So I go to Fresno, and I'm in there for a couple months, and they they start you know uh, taking me out to court to deal with that commercial burglary crime of pills. So. You know, that since it was a drug addiction and drug related, I was able to get um, I was able to get rehab. So that's when I went to the the 11th hour up there in Fresno, took me straight from jail to the rehab and did 30 days in rehab and stayed clean the whole time in there. And then. I mean, that's only 30 days, old dog. Yeah, it's a, it's a spin cycle, they call it. You know, a little, a little, he said, I stayed yeah. clean the whole time, all 30 days. Right? You had no choice to. You were in lockdown. You didn't have no connects right yeah. there. Even though they, there's a lot of rehabs, bro, yeah, where can. motherfuckers are just like, yeah, the dude running the house. Yeah. Got you, dog. The what do you need? Mills. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean, when's the EBT come in, dog? You know yep. I mean? Give me that whole EBT card. Hey, go ahead, dog. Yeah. Sorry, so, so we did the 30 days in rehab. My first night out of rehab, my homeboy comes and picks me up. He's like, hey, we're going we're going out. We're going to go to the bar. We ended up going to the bar. We meet a couple girls. We get into it with their, I guess they were dating some dudes at the time. We get into it with these guys, and we're out in the parking lot, you know. And now, like, I had a little size to me because I was in a couple months, and I wasn't doing drugs in there, and I was, you know, doing pull-ups, push-ups, trying to get my... Get your mind, up. Yeah, like trying not to, you know, be a punk in there. Like I ain't trying to get pushed around. You know what I mean? I'm gonna stand up for what I believe in, and 
you know, ain't nobody going to take advantage of me. And so when I got out, I, you know, had a little size, was feeling froggy and, you know, went out to the bar. Last place I'm supposed to be after first night out of rehab. And yeah. so it's safe to say that you weren't rehabilitated. No. OK, go ahead. Not at all. You know, the, yeah. the mindset, the mindset wasn't. Well, in the, in the gang world, in the gang culture, when you get out, it's just like it's exhilarating. It's just like everybody's happy. Like yeah. fucking canine is out. Preston is out. You know what I mean? Uh, Dean is out. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Dino's out. You know what I mean? Like, they, it, it's it's just like an amazing feeling when you get out because everyone's just like, oh, what up? Oh, I miss you. Yeah. Ba, 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 woo, woo. And, 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 you know, so you felt that exhilaration that yeah, that, well, that that energy that that fucking just like fuck yeah i'm out i'm free the chains are off it's time to fucking get this shit cracking you're at a bar and what happens you're feeling froggy yeah you know i mean what's happening go bro? out in the parking lot with these dudes that are talking shit and dude right away we get in a fight you know we're squabbling with them and i pick this dude up or my homeboy picks this dude up and slams him on his head puts him out cold you know like girls screaming, like it was on the concrete, like you know. Ouch, we, that hurts. Yeah, yeah. And we took off running, and they had helicopter, everything looking for us. And it's I've been out of rehab less than twenty four hours. You know what I mean? And so now the detectives are looking for us because it's a small town. Everybody's saying names. You know, I'm getting a little medicine back of people telling, and you know what I mean. And so I take off again. I'm <laughs> back on the run. You're getting yeah. a little medicine back. Yeah, a little I karma, like, a little bad karma. Yeah, you know? I saw, I like, see it. Okay, and okay. And so, yeah, it's coming back. Like, you know, I'm trying to be mad. Like, oh, move, open their mouth, you know? And like, you had to learn the hard way, you know? And so I moved back down to Southern California, you know? So now I'm back on the run, you know? And um, at this point is when I started Oxycontin started coming into the game, you know, changed the whole game. As soon as Oxycontin was, was in the mix, it was over. Like that's when I really fell in love. I thought pills was going to be my number one lover. Oxycontin changed the game. And the prices at that time were crazy. You know, they were 20 bucks a pill, 40 bucks a pill. And so, I mean, when you go to Nor from Norco's to Oxycontin, mm -hmm. what is the difference? Well, so Oxycontin, I get they call it the hillbilly heroin. Yeah. And so it's it's more you know with heroin, like you don't really know the strength that you're getting all the time. With Oxycontin, you can judge it because it comes in pill form, so you know exactly what you're banging, you know what you're doing, and that that's around the same time I got introduced to needles. You know what I mean? And that's when. A devil shot up in my veins, and and so you, you were shooting you were shooting oxycontin in mm -hmm. your veins, oxycontin and hair, oxycontin and cocaine, and cocaine. Yeah. So and, was, and, and so why do why do people for the people that don't know, and I've heard plenty of stories mm -hmm. about this, but why do people uh, mix like a heroin or an oxycontin with a cocaine and shoot up? What I mean, what kind of high is that? So the best way to describe it is you're blasting off to the moon and parachuting back down. You know, like you get in that freaking rush of, you know, whoop, 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 whoop from the cocaine. And then as soon as that rush wears off, that heroin's right there to ease that come down. You know what I mean? And so I, I fell in love, you know, like that was that was it for me. Like I fell in love with with the drug and it was whatever I could do to get that drug at that time. 
and this was when they had they had 160 milligram oxycontins back then. Yeah, they were little blue pills. They don't even make them anymore because they were killing people. And so, I mean, oxycontin killed you know a shitload of people. Probably not as much as fentanyl, but oxycontin is. Did uh, Did you ever get into fentanyl, or was that just something that was, that's new right now? Yeah, it's new. It's okay. new, but it is touching my life because you know I got a brother that's struggling with it with and with fentanyl right now. Yeah. And, we'll, and, we'll, and yeah. if you don't mind, we'll get to that later yeah. in the story. But let's go ahead and keep moving, baby. Yeah. So I, I got introduced to Oxycontin. And by then, I'm back down in Southern California. Um, I My family is done talking to me. You know, like I burnt every bridge. I'm running amok. Um, I got a new girl. Um, it, and it always seemed like I, I had a little sidekick with me. That, you know, a girl that would, it wasn't like it was love but it was that drug love you know what i mean i mean drug love is a good love bro. <laughs> you know what i mean it's it's very exciting it's there's a lot of fucking just hardcore sex yeah and and as much as you fuck is as much as you fight yeah oh it's is that crazy. safe to say fuck yeah yeah fuck yeah that's a, that's what comes with it yeah you know what i mean and so now i'm strung out on oxycontin and cocaine and i moved down to southern california my family's done talking to me, like I said. They had cut me off, and I had nowhere else to turn, so I had to go to another rehab. Excuse me. Good. And go that's on. that's when I went to the Phoenix House in Orange County. So down in Santa Ana, I went into the Phoenix House, and I remember going into intake, and I had a abscess the size of a softball on my arm because I was just shooting up in the same place the whole time. Heroin and Coke. Heroin, and, or not heroin at this time. It was Oxycontin and Coke, just... You know, it was the cocaine that was like, I'm missing, you know, and it's just getting abscess. So they wouldn't even take me until I went and got it cut open, got it cleaned out and packed. So um, I'm in the hospital, you know, watching them do it. And I knew I had a problem when I'm looking at it. And it's like, I'm not watching them because I want to see what's going on, I'm watching them because I want to know like how to do this myself. So next time I'm not coming back to the hospital, I'll have this done. I could do it myself. You got a ledger going. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they take me. They take me back to the Phoenix house. I got freaking packing hanging out of my arm, and you know it's about two weeks into the Phoenix house, and uh, when the counselor came back and walked in and called me up to the front room, and I remember I'll never forget this day. I walked up into the front room, and my whole family was sitting in that front room. All my cousins, my yeah, um my four cousins were up there and they were all crying and nobody could tell me like, you know, what they were crying about. And I knew something was wrong. And so when I walked in, you know, I remember my cousin Jill coming up and just putting her arms around me and telling me that my dad had passed away from Oxycontin. So he had overdosed in a hotel room in Utah and uh, they, he had picked up a prescription of 120, 80 milligram Oxycontin the day before, when they found them, they found there was only four left in the bottle. So, and they found little Dixie cups with milk, milk residue and Oxycontin residue. So I don't know if he was trying to drink it or, or what he was doing. But I don't know if he had just had too much, you know, because he had been battling addiction his whole life, you know. Like at this point, you know, the only thing that we had in common was drugs. So that was the only time that we were crossing paths was 
you know, when we're supplying each other with drugs at this point, you know, and you got to. I mean, that's that's that that is a very interesting point, bro. Like you have an ex. L.A. County Sheriff now crossing paths with his criminal son passing drugs now. Like, like I mean, would you when you got the drugs from? Did, would, would would he be like, you know, stay in school, <laughs> stay in school, Dino? I love you, son. <laughs> I love you, son. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Yeah, when you pull out, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, make us <laughs> make a fucking complete stop yeah. at the stop sign. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. I mean, bro. Like, was there anything left of him in regards to once upon a time ago being a police officer, bro? No, at that point it was just he was more of a homie. You know what I mean? Like more of a homie hooking me up and huh. and like, you know, maybe a hug when he's leaving. Like, I love you, you know, but, you know, but, but I, what, what, what was that love at that time? Was, what, what was that love? Was it was a genuine love? I mean, as much as I guess he could at that time, you know what I mean? Because I knew I knew I could only offer so much at that time. You know what I mean? And I thank God every day I didn't put a child through that, you know, and I think he was just. I think he was so wrapped up in the guilt and and his pride that like I I don't think that he could face like all the all the demons of you know the apologizing to his family and knowing that like we for, we would forgive him you know what I mean and who who was in your 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 pops's life at this time did he have a lady there was no more kids no so it was his fifth wife at the time and. You know, this was in, they were out in St. George, Utah, I think. And it sucks because I feel like it didn't matter who was in his life at that point. That was just the last house on the block. You know, that was just the time period he was in when he passed. And yeah, I mean, the the, the part that like like really breaks my heart is that he, he passed away by himself in a hotel room, you know, and sometimes it almost feels like he did it on purpose. You know what I mean? So, so at this point in life and this happened years ago i mean it still crosses your mind i mean did he was he at the the like the breaking point of his life that he committed suicide or was he just just in a in a in a very deep hole that it just it just happened by accident i mean just from being a drug addict and and knowing like everything that they said they found in the room you know what I mean? Like, you're an IV drug user. You're not going to be putting that shit in a liquid to try to drink it. You know what I mean? Like, that ain't going to give you the same rush as as banging it, you know? when you, And he was banging it back then. He was banging it. Okay, you know? so it, it could potentially make you think that maybe he didn't have a needle and he was just yeah. trying to fucking curve his fucking, yeah. his addiction yeah. by, by drinking it. Let me get one more of these, Machi. Yeah. I, I, I mean, in, in my heart, I don't believe that, but... You know, like I, I know, like a lot of my family members do think that it was accidental. You but know? you, but you think it was intentional. I, I don't know. You know, I mean, like I'd like to think it wasn't, but it, it, it sucks that if it was, because it, it, I just feel sorry for him, like that you were at that point that you didn't feel like you could come back, because you had done nothing to not come be able to come back from it you know what i mean i mean but this at this point this is many years of his addiction many years like rehab he probably been to 15 20 rehabs okay yeah Uh, and and that 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 was that was and that was comped by the the police department probably huh 
Well, I think he had burned all his his pension up with that, and now it was starting to be like out of pocket, like all that stuff, you know. I mean, and it was taking away like. So he was really he was trying to change. He, he was mean, trying to kick the addiction. If he wasn't catching, yeah. if he wasn't catching cases, bro, yeah. and he's going into rehabs. You said fifteen, but he he was catching cases in those time periods, like in like he got arrested in Nevada. He got arrested in a couple other places. Like I said, going into the hospitals and doing the. He got hit. We we actually turned him on to the fake prescription. <laughs> you know, teaching. If teaching we had pops. a ledger too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if he had a ledger, but we were teaching pops. You know, he probably he probably perfected it. But um, yeah, it just like I said, man, that, that breaks my heart that he he got to that point where he felt like he couldn't come back if that was the case. You know, and so I'm in rehab at this time, and thank God I'm in rehab because if I wasn't like I was on the streets, I would have just probably said fuck it. You know. But you let's get to the point where you have your family and you said Jill gave you a hug. Mm -hmm. I mean, where are you at with your family? Is this the rehab? Yeah. So we're in the front room of the Phoenix house. Like they have both doors closed and there's a there's probably 80 people in this house. It's a big ass rehab, co-ed, everything. And so we're in the front room of this rehab. And when I walked in, like I said, I, I knew something was wrong. And then they told me and then that's when. They told the rehab, like, hey, we're going to pull him out of here. We're going to take him to the, you know, we're going to take him to the funeral. Let him be with his family. We'll bring him back once he's done. Even though I wasn't even, well, no, at that point I was court ordered because I was in this rehab trying, trying to beat because all those felonies had caught back up to me. You know, Orange County had started, you know, they were, they had a case at that point. So the Phoenix house, what they do is they help you deal with all like your outstanding warrants, anything they want you to clean all that stuff up before you can get started with your life. And so- Exactly, so at this point you got cases pending. Yeah, I, I mean, a couple, you yeah. know, and multiple felonies. I'm looking at prison time, you know? And yeah. so I did, shit, I think 18 months in the Phoenix house, but then that's where I met another girl that, you know, introduced me to heroin. And, you know, fucking heroin. Yep. So, so, now, so now Oxycot Norcos is out the picture. Norcos isn't even now. I'm like, I'm like you. I'm looking at anybody with Norcos is lame. So like I'm, you know, <laughs> Oxycontin. Like oh, maybe it'll get my nose to itch. But now it's on to heroin. Now I got introduced to like, you know, now that takes you into a different walk of life. You know what I mean? I mean, mean? I like, don't ever think something is illegal unless it's coming in it's coming in a powder form <laughs> yeah. or a crystal form. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if it's not coming in a crystal form and it's a powder, you know what I mean? Then you know we t you know it, it's not a, it's not it's not a real drug. It's not legal. You know? Yeah. I mean it's not illegal, you know what I mean? But yeah. anyways, go ahead, brother. Yeah. Yeah, so we so I get out of the Phoenix house after I meet a homegirl and Was she a bad bitch? She was a bad bitch. I mean, not as far as looks. She was just a bad bitch. Like she was from the streets. Like, was she Mexican or white? She was white, but she she ran with the homies. Oh, she ran with the homies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we get out of rehab. Um, her dad's got money, so he automatically gives her an apartment. We go right back into full blown heroin addiction. Now, like off in a dark place and my family's like proud you know i graduated the phoenix house like you know thinking i'm clean and i'm trying to pull the wool over their eyes <clears throat> excuse me and at that point like it only lasted for a minute before they knew like how old are you at this time at this time it was 2006 so yeah i was 28 
28 years old at this time. 28 years old. And when she when she introduced you to heroin, how, you know, I mean, someone that's, you know, obviously addicted to that, uh, similar drugs that give the similar effect. Yeah. Right. You know, what I mean, like, how does one introduce you to heroin? So it's like, you know, oh, I know you're looking for this, but. And you know, this will do the I, same thing. Yeah, but this is cheaper and it'll last longer, you know. And so does does heroin last longer than slamming fucking Oxycontins? It depends on how much you and how good the heroin is, you know. Like, I felt like heroin, yeah, lasted longer. So when I was, and especially the heroin that we were getting, like, it was, you know, you put a little pinch on a spin. I'm talking a match head, you know, like, like prison style. And, you know, and, uh. That's that's what would get you fucking gowed out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, out. In the penitentiary, we used to. I, I never stuck a needle in my arm in my life. Mm-hmm. I was around it as a, a younger when I was when I was a kid, just getting into the neighborhood because I had homies that were addicted to, to heroin and shit, and they would take me to uh, like Boopsy from Hazard. You know what I mean? Boopsy from Hazard is animal. From Hazard's brother, Animal Hazard is a fucking famous heavyweight boxer. Mm-hmm. But I used to go to Boopsy from Hazard's house. And it was just like, this is the 90s. And when I walked into his house, it felt like it was the 70s, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everything was just old school. Hey, 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 homito. Hey, carnalito. You know what I mean? Hey, what do you want, dog? You know what I mean? You want some, you want crack? These foods, it was just a, it was a trip, bro. It was a blast in the past until my goal there and shit. But I was always, I see my homie, I'm not going to say his name, but he would always get too fucked up. You know what I mean? And and I would have to walk them through the alleys. And at the time, it was the Dogtown alleys and mm-hmm. shit. And I'd have a strap in my fucking hand, and I'd be holding this dude up, dog. You know what I mean? And he'd be throwing up every other motherfucking step and shit. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to take care of him. But at the same time, I'm trying to make sure that we ain't going to get caught slipping because yeah. we in the fucking, we in the, you know, enemy's yeah. alleys and shit. You know what I mean? And so just seeing my homie every time we go there, and I hated going there, um, and seeing him just like, he couldn't even take care of himself, dog. I felt like if I ever stuck a needle in my arm, it would be too much. And the point of me telling that story is saying this. I In the penitentiary and on the streets, dog, I have done cargar. Mm-hmm. I've done heroin, bro. Yeah. I mean, and this is coming from a dude that likes to be up. Yeah. You know what I mean? But sometimes you need to come down. You need to come all the way down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you do a little heroin. I put it on the spoon, and like you said, it would take a like a match head. Even in the penitentiary, yeah. bro, like a match head, shit, a match head, homie, that's like a hundred dollars, dog. You know what I mean? You know, you know, yeah. It, but you know what I mean? I, I, you know, in, in prison, it's the best drug to be on. Even though I've been on methamphetamine too, mm-hmm. but in prison, to be on heroin is just like hell yeah. What's yeah. up, my G? Bam, yeah. what's popping, yeah. dog? Scratching, a nodding, feeling like, like good, dog. Feeling like. Fucking yeah. like you in heaven, homie. And even though you're fucking living in hell, right now I'm in heaven. What's up, dog? Smoking <laughs> a frau, a bugler, homie, or fucking some tea in the county jail with the Bible paper or yeah. some stupid shit, dog. You know what I mean? But it, it, it's just like it was an amazing feeling for me to be in a situation in a places like that, dog. You know what I mean? But sorry about that, brother. No, Go you're ahead. Good, and, but some, that- and sometimes I, I, I share these stories, bro. You know what I mean? Because you know, check it out. This isn't a regular dude interviewing this dude. I'm not fucking, uh, uh, what's, what's a, a famous fucking interview? This isn't fucking, what's that? Um, the Vlad, old dude? Well, Vlad or what? Uh, nah, Vlad, yeah. Joe. But anyways, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, what I'm saying is, is, is I've been through this yeah. shit, dog. Yeah. And I know what that feels like, dog. You know what I mean? And it feels fucking amazing, bro. And you've seen that look like it's automatic, like right as, 
as that needle hits that arm and they shoot up, you can just see that look come up, that wave come over the face where the face just like gets droopy and it's just fucking like the soul leaves you for a minute. You know what I mean? Like that's how I felt. Like whenever I was like everything went away, everything went away, all your problems, everything. You got that warm feeling. Yeah. And everything's gone, baby. Made me forget what I was even talking about. No, it's all good. <laughs> and I'm gonna get you on track right now, dog. Because sometimes when Lucky gets <laughs> fucked up, dog, I'm a professional right here, dog. You know, there, there was a there was a movie, dog. There was a movie with fucking Denzel, Denzel Washington, and he was in TJ, and, every, and he was trying to kill all the people that fucking kidnapped the little white girl and shit. And every single one of them motherfuckers said, "Hey, man on fire." Thank you, mm-hmm. K9. And every every fool said, "I'm a professional." And he said, "Oh, is that right?" You know what I mean? Well, right now I'm a professional, yep. dog, and I'm going to bring you back, dog. You know what I mean? I'm going to bring you back. You know what I mean? I asked you about the female mm-hmm. that introduced you, mm-hmm. what kind of introduction that would be. But let's get back to you now. You know what I mean? You were in a, a rehab that fucking your family were there. They broke the news to you, dog. And now you're out, but you're out with this female. They're happy for you because you graduated mm-hmm. the fucking program, bro. You know what I mean? And But little do they know. Yeah. You graduated to another program, and that is heroin. <laughs> the streets. Jesus. Yeah. Heroin in the streets. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just wanted to go to Disneyland. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Came on vacation, left on probation. Yeah, dog. Go ahead, yeah. brother. So, Talk to us, dog. Yeah, so that's that was my first introduction to the streets, you know, like of of running the streets. Um, she, Man, she was a... She was a gangster, you know, like talking like when we're out of money, like, let's go rob somebody gangster. You know what I mean? And I always felt like like I was trying to prove to her that like, hey, I ain't just this white boy from, you know, like I had been silver spoon fed my whole life, you know, like I'm down. You know, yeah. and so I'm trying to one up her. You know what I mean? Hundred like, percent. I mean, you, know, you do you do anything yeah. for two things at that time: <laughs> pussy and drugs. drugs. Yeah. Let's go. And drugs was the number one. You know, like so. Pussy's yeah, number two. Yeah. It wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, we're doing whatever we got to do to get get our fix. You know what I mean? And at this point, like she's just slamming heroin. I'm looking for cocaine. Like I'm trying to mix it, and she hated when I got. When I, you know, blast off because I'm instantly on the peephole. I'm looking out the blinds. Like, soon as I instantly shoot up, it's that, whoa, whoa, whoa. You automatically think the cops are running up there. It takes you right back there. The cops running up the stairs. Like, I'm going to get busted. And she's like, sit the fuck down. Nobody's coming, you know? Like, she's over there fucking cigarette holes in her pants. And, and so... Like, we started running out of ways to get money. I mean, we had robbed all the connects. Like, we had, you know, pulled the holes on all, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so. You're like, I'm bilingual. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Somebody <laughs> said holes. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> being around the homies. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So then I got this bright idea of like, hey, you know, I, I used to go in and write prescriptions at these pharmacies. Why don't I just go in right when they open with a gun and lay everybody down and rob the pharmacy? So that's what I started doing, you know? And even she was like, yeah, you're stepping into another world, like, you know? And so, but she'd take me, you know, like make sure I got that getaway driver. And so, yeah, she came, she stayed far, let the white boy go do the dirt, you know? But the pussy was wet. Yeah. And so... I remember going in and hitting these pharmacies, man, and just going in first thing, 
you know, just hitting them with surprise, like, everybody get down. And then I'd fill up the backpack with every prescription drug. Are we going then, into CVS's? Nah, Are we going into mom and pop mom and type pops, of pharmacies? Mom and pops. Yeah, little yeah. corner pharmacies. Mm -hmm. you Fucking know RX Pharmacy. You know them, all over Westminster, Garden Grove, you know, like all. Oh, yeah, yeah, those spots, huh? Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, they don't even expect you to come. They're uh, like, oh, uh, he must he yeah. must have sprained an ankle. We got Tylenol <laughs> for you. And then you're like, freeze, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even freeze. Just grab them, throw them on the ground, and hold the back of their head, load up the backpack, you know, and it was, you hit them by surprise. So you were just mean. You yeah, were like, mean. On Robert. Well, like, I mean, I'm watching enough movies. I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, like, that's how it really goes. Some <laughs> motherfuckers yeah. pick the game up for movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, dog, and I mean, so, shit. And so. Take responsibility, fucking man on fire. <laughs> professional. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I remember I hit this one pharmacy and I got the guy and his wife on the ground and there's a door that's locked behind me. And I'm like, I got this weird feeling like, man, somebody's. Something's not right. So, like, I, I tell her to keep loading up the backpack, and I walk over there, and I check the door, and the door's locked. And I can, like, put my ear up. I hear something. So I just booted the door open. Well, the grandpa was behind the door, and he's loading up a 12-gauge shotgun. He's putting shells in. So I latch onto the shotgun. We're fighting. We're rolling around. We fall over the desk. I get the shotgun away from him. I grab the backpack. I'm running down freaking Westminster Boulevard. At nine o'clock in the morning with a shotgun and a bag full of drugs. Fuck, bro. And God bless her heart. She comes rolling up like she just got Starbucks and shit. You know, I top in that motherfucker and we speed away. <laughs> <laughs> and so Yeah. I don't know why I just pressed that right. applause, yeah. but it just was just like we in a, a movie win. right now, it baby. It was a win. It was a win. Okay, and go so, ahead. So, you know, I, I, I got a little nervous. I was like, man, dude, if I didn't check that door, that dude would have shot. Like, I saw it in his eyes. He was going to come out. He was going to kill me. And so I had a buddy that came, had came over to pick up some pills, and he was hooking up with a chick that worked at the bank at the time. And that's when he told me, like, hey, man, these banks, if you go in with a note, they can't, they can't physically stop you. It's against their policies or whatever, whatever kind of rules or laws they have. Like, it puts everybody in danger if they try to stop you and then so, that's kind of like people hate when i do this <laughs> you're like look you cut them off you don't let them fucking yeah. speak bah, bah, bah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. well fucking here's a box of tissues you motherfuckers <laughs> you know what i mean you know fucking i seem pressing anyways um let me get my fucking brain moving again dog Bring it back. what's that do i want to wait <laughs> Go ahead, finish your story, bro. <laughs> I just fucked yeah, you yeah, up, and yeah. I fucked myself no, up right now, dog. No, yeah. I knew that we were gonna have a good time today, dog. So yeah. I'm going a little bit of a uh, little on the deep end. Sorry about yourself. I'll pace myself. Sorry, you're good. Yeah, you're right where you. No, need I, to be. I lost my train of thought. To be honest, dog. yeah, I mean, that means you're good. You're right where you need to be. Hundred percent. I'll bring you back. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Go so ahead. So I'm. So I had talked to this girl or the, my homie, and he had said about the the banks. So. I get the bright idea of like, hey, I'm gonna go start hitting banks. And so no, I got one right though. The girl, like I would take the girl's car without telling her because I knew she wasn't down, like, you know, with her car being used in a bank robbery, this and that. Well, she found out when I started coming back to the house with a shitload of cash. So So you're hitting these banks already. Yeah. So I'm like walking in, passing the note, you know, underneath the underneath the glass. They're clearing the till, and when I was going in, when I was in the Phoenix house, rewind, 
I was in there with a cat that just had gotten out of federal prison for robbing like 20 something banks and he put me up on game. He said that, he said that when you, if you're gonna, cause I was like fascinated with it. You know, he said, if you're gonna rob a bank, you, you go to the merchant teller. Don't hit any of the regular tellers. They only carry so much money in their, their till. Go to the merchant teller. That's where all the businesses, all the transactions, the big transactions, you'll get a lot of checks. They also carry a lot of cash. So check it out. Check it out. Let's, 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 let's really paint the picture right now. And what, what I forgot that I was saying when I lost my train of thought was I, was I was saying in the criminal world, it is known that if you give a note, you know what I mean, then they have to uh, cooperate in a certain way. That's what I lost my train of thought in. But let's paint the picture, bro. You know what I mean? Lucky's getting back on deck right now. Stop playing with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just when you counted me out, I just stepped the fuck up, dog. Right back. With a drink He's of fucking water. Thank right you very much. It. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> you walk into the bank. <laughs> I can take it. <laughs> He's laughing at me, dog. But you walk into the bank, bro. Let's paint the picture, bro. Let's paint the picture, dog. Because we see it in the movies, dog. Well, right, K-9? We see it in the movies. Uh-huh. Like, I, had to, I, bro, I was 20 armed robberies on yeah. fucking on, on TV, yeah. dog. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 yeah, bro. Like, right? like, bro, yeah. I've been there, bro. Oh, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I didn't, I didn't, you know, I don't know why I didn't have the nuts to do a bank, dog. You know what I mean? Because I thought that was just way above I'm what going. I was supposed to do. I was doing liquor stores, ATMs, and all this other stupid shit, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyways, um, let's paint the picture. Well, so, so well, you pull up to the bank. What is the plan, bro? So, so we'll even go further back. So my mindset is like, okay, if I don't go in with a gun, if I just go in with a note, like, I mean, how serious can it be? You know what I mean? Like, how much time could they really give me? You know, like I, if they, if I'm going in with a weapon, I know they're going to break me off right off. Yeah. And so the chick won't let me take her car to do this last one, you know? I won't talk about the other ones, but so the one I got busted for. That's the one you got to talk about. Yeah. So she won't let me take her car. So we're living in Orange County at the time, right off Tustin and Meats. And my homeboy owned a little uh, jewelry mart up the street. So I was like, fuck you. You ain't going to let me take the car. I'll go get a car. So I walk over to my homeboy's jewelry mart and I say, hey, I need to borrow your car. I'm going to go get something to eat. Fucked up out of my mind. Like wrote a note, took you know fifteen Zanny bar. Not not that many, but it felt like it. Cause my hands are like shaking. I'm. Fi- oh yeah, and you get that. You get that courage. You know what I mean? You get that courage, and my my hands are shaking. Like looking back at the note, you could barely even read it. Cause it's like I got that Zanny shake. You know what I mean? And I roll up to the homeboy's jewelry mart and asked to borrow his car because I'm gonna go get something to eat he sees how fucked up I am and he's like nah you ain't taking my car I'll take you yeah so I'm like all right didn't tell him and I just when we're driving over there I said hey stop by Wells Fargo it's the Wells Fargo right there off of 91 and Tustin dude it's still there I was there today I went and got some (laughs) Chick-fil-a just just a reminisce old time I mean do you bank with him now is the question I do (laughs) when I got out of prison for getting for getting busted for robbing Wells Fargo's that was the first bank my mom took me to and was like why are you so nervous I'm like mom you do realize like I just got out of prison for robbing Wells Fargo she's just going <laughs> so, that's mom for you. Mom's mom's gangster. You know, she's like she just thinks it's funny. You know, like so. Anyway, so I ask him like, "Hey, take me, take me to get some food at In and Out." There's an In and Out and a Wells Fargo. People from Orange County know where this is too. It's right there off of Tustin, across from the Orange Mall. 
and there wasn't a Chick-fil-A there back then. So we pull in, we pull into the Wells Fargo, and I tell him, hey, I'm going to run in to make a withdrawal. So he, like, parks across the parking lot from the Wells Fargo. Well, I go inside. The line for the merchant teller is, like, 10 people deep. All the other tellers are open. So what is the difference between the merchant teller and the regular tellers? Is it for businesses? Yes. Okay. Yes. So the merchant teller is where, like, businesses do their transactions. They do their, their deposits. They deposit cash. They do all that stuff. Yeah. The regular tills, like, it's not even worth it because you're going to get, you know, in between 1500 and 2500 bucks. you know? So we got to go where the money's at, man. Where the merchant teller is, like, you can get out of there with, you know, $25,000, $22,000, you know? Wow. Yeah. A week, a nice weekend in Vegas. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> hookers <laughs> galore. And so, male hookers for Preston. 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 And so, we go. So, I walk into the bank and I'm walking around, walk over, get a cup of coffee. And I'm like walking around, waiting for the merchant teller line to get down. And I'm like, fuck it, I need money. So, I go up to the regular teller and just slide the note under the glass. And mind you, there's bulletproof glass in between us, you know? Like, yeah. there ain't nothing I can do to this girl, you know? <laughs> and it's like, no. hey, I'm going to blow the place up or whatever the fucking note said. What and, did the note say? It, yeah, I think that's what it said. It said, like, clear, give me all the money in the till. Don't call the, don't call the cops or I'll, or I'll kill you or something like that. Because that's what got me in trouble was the note, what it said. And so, she reads the note like eyes get fucking you know size of silver dollar pancakes looks at me like reaches right under hits the button clears the till out and just hands it to me underneath so i just grab it and i put it down my pants and i'm walking out the bank well mind you my homeboy don't know that i'm doing this and in this time you're, you're a horrible friend fucking sir. dick yeah i wouldn't yeah Keep your distance after this. <laughs> I will never have you yeah. in my car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as long as I hand you all the drugs, we're good. <laughs> yeah. So I, in that meantime, like he had pulled right in front of a spot open right in front of the bank. So he's like honking his horn, yelling my name. Like <laughs> he's like, yeah. Dean, right here, Dino. <laughs> you know, so I walk over, get in the car and he's like, fuck, what, how'd you get all that money? I'm like, oh, made up something. My grandma deposited it or whatever. And loan me a hundred bucks. So I gave him some money and then he's like, well, we're still going to in and out right? And I didn't want to tell him. Like, I, it's crazy in hindsight. Like, I was more worried about him knowing that I just robbed a bank in, in his car than the cops busting us. A hundred percent. It makes sense. So I'm like, yeah, we're going to in and out So we go across the parking lot to in and out and Anyone that knows that in and out, the drive-through like wraps around the backside, and um, so by the time we're going through, I can hear the sirens, cops flying in the parking lot. We're ordering double doubles like across the parking lot. <laughs> They're thinking like these motherfuckers can't be that stupid to go across the parking lot to <laughs> give food. Like that's the last place they're looking. Did you order the monster the, style, the animal like, style? Animal style, you yeah. Know? You know what time it is. So we come pulling out. Like we get our food. We come pulling. By the time we're pulling out of the drive-through, the fucking all the cops are gone. So they had all like are out looking for us now. So now we're driving down. <laughs> that is the most funniest thing, bro. It's oh, like dude. when you there, you were right underneath, underneath their, their fucking nose. nose, dog. Like could throw a rock and hit him. Yeah, walk up and tap him on the shoulder. Like, hey, you got a cigarette? I mean, that's that's a professional criminal. Not saying that you had uh -uh. any idea of that you kind of just fell into that. But as a professional criminal, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. 
Go ahead, bro. <laughs> Keep it going. So Keep we, it going. we pull out. We're driving down Tustin Boulevard, and a motorcycle cop goes flying past us. And I'm like, hey, cut through the parking lot. I know shortcut. So we go into the Orange Mall, and we're getting ready to pull across Meats right into this apartment complex. And I'm like thinking in my head, as long as he drops me off, I'm good. Like whatever happens to him, like that's the how fucking crazy my mind was. Like I didn't even care that whatever happened to my homie, you know what I mean? Check it out, if you had a theme song, I'm gonna cut you off real quick, if yeah. you had a theme song for yourself during this time, what's playing in your head? To be honest, I can't get that cop song out of my fucking head ever since you started saying it. Like, bad boys, bad boys, what you doing, you know? That fucking song, dude. Because I, I, I can probably potentially think of certain songs that were in my head during certain fucking crimes, really? bro. That if, 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 if they weren't, if it wasn't playing already, dog, yeah. you know what I mean? But that is a silly question, and I hate to break up your story with that, no. but it could potentially be a little bit of interesting, yeah. dog. And yeah. who knows? We, you can say it was Metallica 1, <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. then all of a sudden, Hoodstocks makes Metallica yeah. 1 blow the fuck up right now. Right. Anyways, go yeah. ahead, bro. I was just thinking of Stranger Things. Uh, it, sorry, dog. I'm rambling. You get. So we're pulling out. Of, we're pulling out of the parking lot of the mall, and we're getting ready to cross. And a, another cop car comes flying up in front of us and sees us and slams on its brakes. Because they have a description. Yeah, they have a description of the car. Uh, oh, they have the, the description car. of the car. Okay. Of the car, and I'm sure me too, because by this time they're you know like. White male, like I'm sure they already. Know. What would be what would be the the description that you would like to hear, bro? White male, yeah, with like, a tight oh. ass, <laughs> blue eyes, and puckery lips. Yeah, yeah, the sexiest man walked up in this motherfucker. That's who you guys Stop. need to bust. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead, no, bro. it was more like, hey, the homeless dude walking down the street that stinks like shit. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. You know? I'm sorry. So dude. they pull up. They by gunpoint, like they. You know, driver, with your right hand, reach over. And he looks at me, and he's like, you robbed that fucking bank, didn't you? Damn. And I was like, yes, I did. And he was like, motherfucker. I was like, just say the truth, and you'll be good. You know what I mean? Because I'm not like. It's on me. It's on me. You know, like, as long as you say the truth, like, we're good. You You weren't going back to your evil ways. No. No, I'm Go ahead, though. So, so we fucking, they pull us out. I got all the money stuffed down my pants. Like they're not going to find it. You know, it's a windy ass day. They take me behind the, the trash can. They're pulling down my pants. Money's flying everywhere. Damn. It's funny watching the cops chase it all around the parking lot. But, um, so the detectives take me down to the orange police department. They take him. He has like a panic attack. So they take him to the hospital because he's like an overweight um, Armenian dude and he was complaining of chest problems. So they took him to the hospital and the detectives are interviewing me in the interrogation room and they're, you know, I'm telling them like, hey, the driver, you know, he had no idea this and that and they're not believing me, you know, they're like, there's no way he didn't know that you were robbing that bank. You know, I'm like, no, yeah, and they're like, and if he didn't, like, that's fucked up. Even the cops were told. Like, <laughs> you did him dirty, dog. That's you did, up. did, you yeah. did the Armenian dirty. Yeah. Did the Armenian homie dirty, dog. I mean, why do they all own the, all the fucking jewelry marks? Go ahead, bro. <laughs> Anyways. And so they went, I guess they went to the, the hospital, interviewed the homie, and he said the same story. And they basically told him he was free to go. And I already just started ripping everything off and was all of a sudden good. And, you know, and that's, you know, where I, my prison stint started okay you know and that's when uh i got arrested went to orange county jail and uh 
yeah, I knew I was going. I knew I was no more county time after that, you know? Yeah. And um, so I remember being in Orange County Jail, you know, and they, the feds came and saw me while I was in there. And it's usually a federal case if you're yeah. wrong, bank. Yeah, but they, I guess they were dealing with so many at that time. They said, hey, since it's only one, like, we ain't fucking with you. But if the state doesn't prosecute you, we'll be outside waiting to pick you up. 100%. And so that's what, you know, and so I fought, tried to fight the case. Like, I mean, I was guilty, but my family was, like, trying to get me, trying to get me attorneys, you know, like, doing like they always do, coming to my aid. And at that time, like, I knew, like, I had to go away. Like, I had to go away for for a while because that was the only way I was going to stop doing that's, dope. That's the best rehabilitation sometimes is time, bro. Even though people say, like, hey, you're going to go to jail and you're going to pick up new uh, uh, criminal habits and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. But sometimes we need a timeout. There's so many times that I needed a timeout to just fucking uh, just re- um, evaluate the way I was fucking living dog mm -hmm. you know what I mean and so now you understand you understand bro that you know what I, I don't need to be out right now no. You, I mean we come to terms with that sometimes and say you know what I fucked up I was fucking up and right now I need a fucking big time timeout mm -hmm. and hopefully it's not too long mm -hmm. but I need some time right now so you have the realization that I needed time right now yeah like I, I needed a break I, I knew like I needed to be locked away for a minute and held against my will you know and so that's at first off rip they were trying to give me two strikes in six years so because the note was threatening like they were considering it a violent crime even though I didn't hurt anybody but they were trying to give me two strikes and six years off rip. So I was like, dude, for a note? Like, hell. So I kept fighting it, you know? But, you know, going to going to court while you're sitting in county jail, like, that shit sucks, man. Like, you, they pull you out all early as fuck. You go to court. You're there all day, you know, just to get told, like, oh, judge postponed it or yeah, what, you know? Come back two months from now. <laughs> yeah. Come back a month from now. And yeah. so when it finally got down to a year, no, two years and a strike, I was like, fucking shoot that shit. You know and what I mean? that's love, bro. Yeah. That's love right there. Fuck yeah. I mean. I mean, they and, and, and some people be like, how did he get that yeah. little time for this? But you know what? Let's be honest, dog. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Like, people are going to the, the judge, the DA, if you got a public defender, they're, they're going to evaluate how much they do for the individual. Now, if you're not a dude that's sitting in front of them with fucking tattoos all over their fucking face and banged the fuck out and been doing this shit since juveniles, then you could potentially get a, a better deal. And that's mm -hmm. just, it, fuck law. Fuck, fuck the laws. Like, they're going to, yeah, uh, uh, they're going to tell you what they can give you by law. But when it comes, and especially in California, and this is one thing that criminals love about California, you know what I mean, is, is California can be a little bit lenient. You know, in regards to how they deal with certain things, but sometimes they can be harsh on it. You know what I mean? It's 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 the, the you know it's the, the the dice game of the fucking game. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to shoot? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But anyway, so they see you, and uh, it's it's to me, dog. It doesn't it doesn't raise any suspicions of why you got 
what you got, yeah. bro? Because they're looking at it like, oh, he's yeah. a good kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. His pops used to be a fucking sheriff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He broke his fucking back after he mm -hmm. killed this black dude and kicked <laughs> him in the fucking head. And then the fucking other dude came through and fucking <laughs> shot him. You know what I mean? You know, pop, 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 woo, woo, woo. But like, I mean, this is all information they have, yeah, bro. Absolutely. This is information they have. And if they don't have, you'd be a dumb fool in a court of law not to share information like that yeah. with them. And let's just be real about this shit, dog. You know what I mean? And life is about leverage. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people. People have a leverage to say, hey, well, my pops was a fucking mm -hmm. L.A. County sheriff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he, ba ba ba, whoop, whoop, whoop. And they're like, well, you know what? We got to be a little lenient on this yeah. dude. So you get, how much time do you get? I got two years in, and a strike. Two years in a strike, yeah. bro. You know what I mean? And what do you do with that two years in a strike? So two years in a strike, man, it goes, I mean, you know, two years on a violent crime, you're doing 85%. Which, but the first time, much. but 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 uh, according to LA County Jail, the first time, you know, what I mean, I got sentenced to that, but when you're it's your first time going to prison, it's mm -hmm. 50%. It, Back they, then it was. Oh, okay. I mean, the 90s it was. Yeah, this was 2009. 2009. So, did you have to do 85% of that two years? Well, I had to do 85%, but then I just maxed it out because it was what, two and a half months, three months, and, I lost, and you were you know? fucking up in there. Well, I never got loaded in there, like, I wasn't doing dope in there, but. You know, you go in there, and I'm tr I'm trying not to walk around looking over my shoulder. So I'm raising my hand. I'm doing what I got to do to. You're raising you know, you're you're raising your hand as a solid white boy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm here, and I'm not gonna be a fucking fly yeah. on the motherfucking wall. I'm gonna be about this yep. life now." You and know I'm what I mean? So you feel committed now to serve the 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 wood pile, the peck of woods. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and because. You are this individual now. Yeah. Well, I mean, because, you know, like otherwise you're going to be, you know, taken advantage of or, you know, they're or they're just going to get rid of you. They see you as a weakness. And because of the severity of my crime, I was already going to level two. But then when we were in reception, we ended up getting a white crip in there. And that's what jacked my points up to level three points. So what is wrong with white crips? <laughs> Explain that to me, sir. The you know what I mean, because we got a white crip in here right now, and that's Preston. No, wait, no, no, no. He's a south side right now. My bad, dog. Right. I mean, go ahead, dog. So I, I what what I believe that's wrong is it's not nothing wrong with the white crib. It's I think the whites like just look at it as they lost a soldier. You know what I mean? Okay. Because we're already minorities and outnumbered in there. As it is, so we need every solid white boy when we're locked up, anyways. So let me let me let me say this, and I know I'm interjecting a lot of a lot of shit, dog, mm -hmm. but I'm feeling myself right now. Feeling, I'm feeling good. It's Thursday night, dog. Yeah. We are living our best life together right now. Thursday night, like, subscribe, all that good shit. So I've been on yards, dog, where mm -hmm. there have been white crips, yeah. dog. And when there's a white crip on the yard amongst the wood pile, which the homies are very good with, yeah. you know what I mean? When we know when we when there's a white crip, that dude has a target on his mm -hmm. back, dog. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Milk Forty Seven or whatever <laughs> your name is, dog. You know what I mean? You know, you you go uh, to the system, dog. You want to have a big target on your yeah. back, dog. You know what I mean? Like white. Crips, bro, 
like a white dude running with the black dudes and you got the wood pile fucking mm -hmm. talking about motherfucking like they got fucking they got boats on their back dog they're fucking pecker wood what's the boat thing for again you know what I mean uh, 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 lightning uh, bolts uh, no nah, I was thinking of boats because of the fucking uh, the, the dudes with the thing with the long uh, Vikings. the Vikings the Vikings they got Viking boats on them and all that shit I'm sorry I'm not trying to be too animated <laughs> and I know I am right now dog you know what I mean but, but yeah but it, it dog they don't like that shit yeah. a man of their complexion is running with the blacks bro that dude got a big target on his back so here yeah. you are on a yard with a white crip yeah, I was so it was Wasco reception 2009, and a white crib comes onto the yard. And I remember my celly, my celly was like, it was, it was on a yard. So they when they took me into the building when they were first walking me in, my celly was sitting there. He was leaning up against the door, and he's this big ass blasted down skinhead from Orange County. And he's, you know, as white power as it comes. Like, hey, this, we're is, your, this, this is your celly. My celly. You know, like, all right, we're doing a routine, you know, like, we're doing 500 burpees in the morning, you know, like, we're busting down every day. And I'm, granted, I'm like still trying to get acclimated because, like, that last kick, when I got busted robbing the bank, I was on, I was on heroin, I was on uh, Xanax, cocaine methadone i was on like 120 milligrams of methadone like i was strung the fuck out it took me a good six to seven months before i was even like starting to feel somewhat normal so by the time i got to reception like i'm starting to work out and starting to feel good again and the white crib came in and i remember my celly like we went out to the yard you know and in wasco like you hardly ever get yard but they, we had yard and uh we're all meeting out in the middle of the field and i remember my celly was asking all the white boys, like all the other skinheads, like, hey, this dude's the enemy, like we gotta get rid of him, this and that, you know? And I'm, it's my first term, you know? Like, and I know like, if I'm gonna be active, like I'm gonna have to put in work, so. Well, it's your celly, bro. Yeah. It's your celly, yeah. so you gotta follow suit. Yeah. You're just a regular wood, and you got a fucking hardcore skinhead and as a celly, bro. Like, bro, like if you don't follow suit, bro, you probably gonna get fucked mm -hmm. up, dog. And that's what, so my celly was asking all his comrades, you know, all the other skinheads. Why do they, they call them comrades? Comrades? Comrades. With an M, com comrades. Uh, why did I think it's comrades? Maybe uh, it's the rap song. Why comrades, <laughs> dog? Is it? Is is? It, I, is I think a comrade is like a brother in arms. You know, like, okay. I feel like that's uh, from what I know. That's what it is. Okay. Um. So, yeah, he's talking to all his other skinhead buddies, and he's saying, "Hey, we got to get rid of." It. And they're like, "Well, you know, I went on the last one, and you know, I'm paroling in two weeks, and like all the excuses are kind of coming out." And I just raised my hand and I was like, I'll go with you, Sully. And he was like, fuck yeah, look at this first termer, this wood, you know, he's got more heart than you motherfucker, you know? And then they started like coming out like, oh, no, no, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. You know, <laughs> all, like of a sudden. all of a sudden. And let's take a quick break right now. And we're gonna be back with Dino going on a mission, raising on his mission. fucking hand. I gotta take a leak. Let's take, take a, a quick break. Yeah, you know what I mean, and we'll be back with Dino going yeah. on a fucking mission. Turn that light off, doggy. Thank you, dog. <laughs> Sorry about that. I gotta bring that light up. In I got. I gotta pee real quick. Overlay. <laughs> Let's go. We'll be right back, guys.
$3 a month to support the baddest motherfucking podcast in the motherfucking world, dog. Let's go! Yeah. Make no face. Yeah, we the realest. We the illest. Podcast. In the motherfucking Southland, dog. Yeah, that's motherfucking Nate No Face. That's Lucky Sun Tzu. That song is called Devil's Game. You can purchase that shit on any digital platform. Type in Lucky Sun Tzu on motherfucking Apple. 
Google your baby mama's butt cheeks, dog. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like whatever, wherever there's a keypad, dog. If there's a keypad on the pussy, dog, you know what I mean? Hit delete, delete, delete. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck, dog. Stupid as fuck. I'm sorry about that. Hey, he so <laughs> are you having a good time, brother? I'm having a good time, man. Bro, Hell check yeah. it out, dog. I, I was I agreed to have this podcast under one condition. We have a good time. Yep. That's all it's about, baby. Under one condition, we have a good time. Because it's Thursday, it's Thursday. It's thirsty Thursday, dog. It's not Taco Tuesday. It's not Hump Wednesday. It's not Fuck You Monday, dog. This is Thirsty Thursday where we get fucked up and we regret it tomorrow. Friday. <laughs> when we wake up to go to work, dog. We regret hey, it tomorrow, dog. Hey, I, all you all you cats I work with, all the weasel gang, you, you know you better be at work tomorrow. It's Friday. I know you guys like to go out and party on Thursday night and then just there's always got to be one that shows up late. And I got to feel like a dick trying to reprimand him. Yeah, just, you know what, bro? The, 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 the true, a true, the true testament of one's character, bro, is when you put them in a position of power, dog. Yeah. And when you put the individual in power, dog, you see what the dude does with the fucking yeah. power. Now, he's usually, a, sometimes he can be a dick, dog, mm -hmm. or he can be an understanding motherfucker that knows that, you know, mm -hmm. at one time, I was you, mm -hmm. dog. You know what I mean? But what I'm going to do is I ain't going to fuck you, dog, but I'm going to tell I'm you, a, my boy, like, be easy, dog. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, shit, dog, it's okay, but damn, don't, don't make it a habit. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean I, all the boys that work for me, they know uh, they know I, it ain't going past me. Like I, ain't, like, I won't call, you know, like, ain't trying to get them in trouble, but it's like, hey, man. You, you want to be a big boy and you want to go out and party? Like, you better be at work on time. And don't let me find you and you, sleeping in the porta potty. <laughs> I mean, if you if you can sleep in a porta potty, you are full of shit. <laughs> and you come out smelling like shit, too. <laughs> no, porta, yeah. You know, bro, I love porta potties. Uh, Why do I love porta potties? Because I fucking saying. talk shit on the porta potty mm -hmm. with markers, sharpies, oh. about how I feel about you motherfuckers, dog. I'll be like, this motherfucker will suck a dick for a motherfucking extra two hours. Fuck you, bitch. You know what I mean? It's funny, dog, because the different trades are the right shit in the porter potties, dog. You know what I mean? It's just like, all right, yeah. who, who's Andy? Yeah. Okay, and then you find out who's Andy. It's like, oh, okay, dog. You, oh, you're a foreman and you're a fucking dick. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to find out if you're a foreman or if you're running work, go into a porter potty and, and the porter potter will tell you how you're doing in your position. <laughs> Real shit, dog. Right. Yeah, hundred percent, dog. So we're on the yard. Yeah, fucking on the yard. Dean, Dino, yeah. Dino, Wasco State Prison. Dino has a celly that's a skinhead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean he's just a pill popping fucking fool that fucking yeah, white boy that got strung out on drugs and gets caught up. Yeah, and and bro, you so you're not in with the regular wood. Yeah, I mean you're in a fucking cell with a skinhead. Mm -hmm. And any yard Active that I've as fuck too, like any yard that I've been on with skinheads and I've been rides with skinheads, mm -hmm. bro. You know what I mean? Like they. Let's be real, bro. They're about that life, bro. Yeah, they program a different way. Yeah, they you know, program they, a different way, and they're about that life, and they're going to hold you accountable. So mm -hmm. here you are potentially knowing, hey, I'm not a skinhead, but in dude's mind, he yeah. could potentially think that one day I yeah. might make him a part of what I'm a part of. You yeah. know what I mean? Because there's a lot of white dudes, I believe, in prison that end up on the skinhead mm -hmm. side or, or back in the day they had the Nazi lowriders, dog. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but anyways— 
So you raise your hand, bro. Mm-hmm. All these other dudes raise their hand. They didn't want to raise their hand because they said, oh, you know what? Nah, I got, I got it. the next, uh, tomorrow's motherfucking uh, <laughs> Mother's chicken. Day. Mother, got, yeah. <laughs> it's Mother's Day. I got to call mom. <laughs> Today's Mother's yeah. Day. I can't, I can't commit that yeah. motherfucking it's crime anymore. Damn, it's bored. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so, bro, you raise your hand. Yeah, so I... So I raise my hand, my celly goes through that whole spiel where he's, you know, basically talking shit to his homies like they they ain't about that life. You know, this wood, this first termer, it's got more heart than you and that pissed him off. So, you know, now you got like nine dudes raising their hand. So it ended up just going to be three of us. And then Wasco State Prison on a yard at that time in 2009. A1, A2 and A3 were all mainline. No, we're all reception. A4 and A5 were mainline. So they had the yard split. So it was kind of weird because we're in reception, but the four and five building are like working in the kid, like running, running the yard, you know, going out to work, programming. Like basically it was cool for them because there's only two buildings and they got a big ass yard, you know, so there's less people and it's a three yard. And so um going across to chow you got to walk across that football well i don't know i say a football field but the field in the middle you know you know how three yards set up yeah you know it's got the five buildings and then you go eat in the it's a full yard it's not a 270 it's not a yeah. 190 it's a, a complete mm-hmm. fucking yard where yep. you can fucking run marathons that <laughs> yeah. bitch play so- <laughs> the places are on the middle playing soccer you know you play soccer yeah. you can play softball we got 10 handball courts yeah. over here welcome yeah. to motherfucking this fantasy is- island over here you can play horseshoes yep. you can do volleyball dips. you can do pull-ups <laughs> oh you want to play volleyball with the paisas yeah. the paisas are amazing at volleyball in the penitentiary yeah. you know what i mean you yeah. know uh, but i'm just saying and, nine. yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then you got all the tables. Oh, you want to gamble? Okay, mm-hmm. well, go lose your money and your ass over here mm-hmm. and stress your family out with fucking bills. You got to pay now, motherfucker. It's, it's crazy to see like the dynamics of a prison yard too, because you see what, how everything moves. You know, this is the whites area. This is the homies. You know, like yeah. homies and whites will be close to each other because yeah. you know, like we got each other's backs. Yeah. But, and then, like, you got like, the, then this is the light skin brothers. Yeah. And then this is the black black yeah. homies over yeah. here. These you know what I mean? The Crips. These <laughs> are the bloods. Yeah. You know? No, go ahead, brother. And so, yeah, so we, we came up with the, we came up with a plan of, all right, since we're outnumbered, we need to ca- try to catch homie with the least amount of blacks around. So our, our bright idea was we didn't want to do it in the chow hall because that's way too dangerous and there's way too many, too many, you know, recipes for disaster in there, you know, the wrong race or somebody gets hit or, you know, and so... We were gonna do it coming back across the yard from the chow hall in the morning after breakfast. So, and so your mission is you're gonna hit somebody. Yeah, I mean, we're just gonna do three on one. It ain't like, we ain't gonna stab them. Like they just wanna get rid of them. Okay. So we, And this is the white crip. Yeah, this is the white crip. Okay. He, was, he was from Fresno. I still remember what he looks like to this day. And that motherfucker was with the business. And so we go, we go to the chow hall across the way in the morning and you know the the guy that's got the keys for the, for the white boys lets the homies know like hey we're going to put the yard down try to you know act be normal. on be on alert yeah be <laughs> on know? alert but act be normal be on alert but act yeah. normal and it's just a respect thing and so we we go into the chow hall and we're coming back out well, when we're coming out of the chow hall you got to walk in single line single file with your hands behind your back across in reception and back across to the building 
and it's cold at that time. Everybody's got jackets on, beanies. You know, you got those denim ass jackets. PIA, baby. Yep, and you got the your little state issued brown Kool Aid cup. You know, in your in your pocket. And you're so we're coming out of the <laughs> homie said the Kool-Aid yeah, cup. Yeah, you yeah. so people that don't know, you gotta take My bad. Yeah, you gotta you go, go paint, ahead, bro. I'm paint sorry. The picture. Paint the picture. Nah, I, I will, but I'm not, yeah. dog. You know what I mean? Well but that Kool-Aid cup comes you, back into play. Here. You bring me back, you're taking me back yeah. with that Kool-Aid cup, that brown little uh, coffee mug, hey, you know what I mean? But it's made out of plastic. Fuck no. Hard plastic. So we're coming back across the yard. We're all walking in single file line and we're trying to fall back to like get no next to this guy well the cop on the loudspeaker comes over get it back in line single file so we're like fuck so we get back in line we go into the building and at that time our, the water wasn't working in our cell so the guards used to let us let me and my cellie come out and like fill up a bucket of water and take it into our cell you know so we had water and um so we're coming back into the building and my cellie's like oh i gotta buy us some time so he goes up to the podium he said hey can i fill up our bucket with some water and so they pop our cell he goes in there he gets the bucket he comes down back and he's filling up the bucket of water so we're i'm kind of standing over by the door and at this time in a1 it was so overflown with with you know inmates that they had bunks in the day room yeah they had like triple bunks in the day room i remember that yeah. <laughs> and so the um the, the white crip comes into the building and he's he's with his celly who uh, sees us standing in the corner and I think he's already hit the game. I think the white crip already knew what time it was too, but his celly breaks left and just leaves him hanging. So he's crossing across the day room, going to his cell and we're over by the door and um, my celly comes running back from the, you know, they got that little spigot behind the podium, the little deep, um, where you get water, you know, yeah, the, the mob buckets yep. and all that shit. Yeah. So he comes running back and he's got that. I just never forget. He's got that bucket and he's coming running around the bunks and he's like, all right, let's go. And he drops the bucket and he's like running around the bunks and we're following him. And he's in front and me and the other skinhead are behind. And then there's like three or four other, you know, wood skinheads all keeping point in case, you know, people jump in. <clears throat> so my celly's just booking it we're running right across the day room at this cat didn't even phase him excuse me <coughs> go ahead you're good bro didn't even phase him he's walking he's got that that stroll like you know he ain't got a care in the world jacket on sees us running at him doesn't even break stride and my celly like right when he's about to get to him that that white crip pulls his that kool-aid cup pulls it out and just rah, and it just cracks him right over the forehead Boom! Knocks him out. Knocks my celly out. Like you, you skin his celly out. Yeah, yeah, on the ground, dude. Like he wasn't expecting it. You know what I mean? Forehead split open, blood everywhere. He cracked the fuck out. Got of him, him, dude. Well, I mean, he's running full speed, and he just waited till the last minute and just caught him. You know? Did he yell anything while he was running full speed? <laughs> like white power? No, but he did. <laughs> okay, no, he didn't. And so he gets laid out. I don't know if he was knocked out, but me and the other skinhead are, are on him. But when he hit my celly, the other couple of cats that were watching ran in the other woods ran in and jumped in so now there's five of us on this one dude and five on one we're doing more damage to each other than 
You know, I mean, there's ja he's getting out of his jacket. He breaks away from us. Like, we're all sitting there like Jack. He takes off running towards the podium. We chase him down, catch him in front of the podium. By this time, yards down, like, they're on the loudspeaker. L sirens are going off. And we catch him in front of the podium, and we're just right there in front of the podium, just bombing on him. We finally get him. He's on the ground. I mean, he's going for his shit, dude. Like, dude's with the business. And so we get him on the ground, and then I hear, thump, that block gun. The guard in the tower was right above us. I mean, it couldn't have been more than you You're at the podium. So if people yeah. don't know, usually the podium is, like, directly in front mm -hmm. of the tower, and the tower is like this. Yep. The tower is like this in the block. So the podium is right here in the middle, and usually where the officer that's running the day room or the block, yeah, it, he, he, yeah he hangs out at. You know what yep. I mean? So you got him right here, and you're in you're in plain sight plain of plain sight of the whole fucking yeah. Building. You're in plain sight of a mini fourteen. You're <laughs> yep. in plain sight of a block gun. Whatever they decide, they're going to shoot you with. And on those yards, just for the listeners, that they, they, they got signs all over the place like no warning shots fired. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I hear that block gun and. The cat that was next to me, his name was Kit. He was from, I think, uh, Santa Barbara or something. I just hear him start screaming. He falls on the ground because the block gun, like, hit him in the wrist and snapped his wrist. So he's on the ground screaming. And then, so we're still getting this dude. And the cops from the podium came running around the podium and came running over. And right, like, when I turned around, they just caught me right across the face with that pepper spray. And... I mean, I'm sure you've been sprayed with it before, like catching it right across the face. Like that shit took all the fight out of all of us, you know, like yeah. everybody gets on the ground. My celly at this time is now up and running like over and is on top of the white crib, like slamming his head on the concrete going, you are the enemy, like screaming at the top of his lungs, like slamming his head on the concrete. And then the, the, uh, the cops like tackle them, you know, break it up. They call in IGI. They come in because it's a, you know, they even though it was everybody was white, they they know what time it is. You yeah. know, they consider race on race. It's a gang thief. thing. Yeah, yeah. So now they're taking pictures. They're you know putting out the little triangles with numbers and blood and taking pictures of all your tattoos. They take us four four of us over to the other building. A2 and put uh, put us in the showers. They take my celly, um, the homie that got shot with the block gun, and then the white crip all to the infirmary. And, you know, they pull us out. They let us decontaminate. They pull us. They tell us, like, okay, you guys are going to go back to your cell. Pack your shit up. You guys are going to the hole. So they let us all go back into our cells. Damn, bro. And because I think there was because there was four of us and there weren't enough. I don't know what the fuck, but they let us go back into our cells, start packing our shit up. Well, my celly's not there, but the, at this time, they released the kitchen crew, the morning kitchen crew that served us breakfast. They release them all back to the block because they're locking the prison down. Well, as soon as they come walking into the building, there's like four or five white guys on the kitchen crew, and there's probably 10 to 15 blacks. Right when they get inside the building, the blacks rush the whites and just start... So on and cracking. On and cracking. Yeah. You know, a little mini melee in the building, and then they just slam us for three months you know and being slammed and i mean being slammed in any prison sucks but reception like you ain't got shit coming you got no tvs you know you barely lucky if you got store or coffee like you got no action at each other so yeah i remember my counselor came back after 
after that, I was going to go to fire camp, and I had, like, level two points. And he came, and he's like, oh, you want to be a tough guy? You, you want to fucking go where the tough guys go? You're going to level three yard. And then just fucking slam my packet down, like, yeah. left. And, yeah, that's, I was like, no, nah, I don't I want to go to fire camp. <laughs> Your fire camp yeah, dreams but, are over with, yeah, sir. Yeah, the fire camp is yeah. nil and void. The fire is mm-hmm. officially yeah. uh, extinguished. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's when, you know, got level three points, and they sent me down to Ironwood. Okay. Yeah, went and hit Ironwood, did uh did probably 16 months and no, probably 14 months in Ironwood. And then right before I was about to parole, um, they transferred me down to Sentinella. I finished off a couple months in Sentinella on three yard. Okay. So you, I mean, you finish off your couple months in Sentinella and um, where do you go from there? So when I get out of prison, like, you know, and you know, you, catching parole like that very first time it's like christmas day you know you you don't think it's and i didn't think it was going to happen because you know you go on s time and then they start running your name through every freaking database and 100 you see homies get ganked up like right when they think they're going home you know and that's what i was worried about like with banks and you know all kinds of other dumb shit like i was like fuck man it's i'm never going home you know and when they said hardgrove roll it up you know i got to finally they dropped me off the bus station in El Centro and um, my mom, I'll never forget my mom, both my brothers were there to pick me up and uh, I paroled to my mom's house out in, out in uh, Bermuda Dunes, out by Coachella and then, Man, that's the middle of nowhere yep, hot hot as fuck yeah. yeah, so yeah, I paroled to mom's house and then I was on high control parole because of the, the crime that I committed and you know, mom's talking shit to the parole officer, like, you can't go in my bedroom. It's like, yeah, I can go wherever the fuck I want, you know, but ended up, like, doing what I needed to do to get past parole, you know, like, stayed clean, like, got, got out, got a job, like, was doing good, and then, you know, ended up meeting another girl and um, ended up getting married and then got back on the drugs again, dude. You got back on the drugs. Got strung the fuck out again. On heroin. Mm-hmm. Heroin and cocaine. Heroin and cocaine. Right back at it. I mean, some people, some people, it's hard for them to, like, people that haven't been through this, right? Yeah. It's hard for them to just, like, just compute it in their head. Like, bro, you went through this shit, this and that. And, I mean, but the, the, the addiction is just fucking crazy, bro. Like, there was a point in my life, bro, where, I mean, I didn't know how to fuck without being high on drugs, bro. Yeah. I mean, when I was high on drugs, I fucked like an animal. I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's just, it becomes not only an addiction, but mm-hmm. a fucking lifestyle, bro. Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, when, when I was slamming so much, like, even in between all that, like, at one point, I had caught botulism from slamming so much. Like, I had... I had collapsed every single vein in my body. So, is, like... Is that what botulism is? No. So, it, I had, like was shooting up so much that I like couldn't find veins anymore. I, I mean, I was shooting up in my dick, like my forehead, you know, like 
everywhere. I mean, how when you when it comes to a point in your life where you're shooting up in your dick, bro. <laughs> I mean, the pride and joy of fucking man, right? And I mean, the dick. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, uh, uh, I mean, like, bro, like, what's going through your head while you're shooting, uh, putting a needle in your fucking dick, bro? Like, I hope this motherfucker works after I do this, <laughs> like, straight up. I mean, fuck. But you're at that point where it's like, ah, I guess they got shit for this, you know? <laughs> but I need to get high right now. Like, that's what the mindset was, you know? And it, I had collapsed all my veins, so I just started to get well. I just started muscling it in my in my ass, like in my butt cheeks, you know, like steroids, you know? Just sitting there, sticking the needle on, in a muscle and just squeezing the heroin in. Well, I was getting so many abscesses, like, on my ass that, like, it got into my bloodstream. So I started like losing my vision, started losing everything, and they ended up taking me to the hospital down in Newport Beach at Hogue Hospital. And the the rare infectious disease doctor came in and like inspected me, like took off my clothes, saw the abscesses, and was like, "He's got botulism from heroin use, from the dirty dope, like sitting in those pockets of like abscesses, you know, and getting into." So they automatically had to rush me in, like they put me on like. They had to cut a tracheotomy in me, like I had to get a colostomy bag, was shitting in a bag for a year, like was in the hospital for almost two months. And they had to give me the antidote to either your body takes it or denies it. And my body, thankfully, you know, accepted the antidote. And then, you know, it was a year long recovery of getting getting back well. Mom fucking took care of me the whole time changing my bandages on my ass, like doing everything she could to be like a solid mom. And I still like went out and got fucked up after that. So, I mean, to your point, like, you know, losing my father to drug abuse, botulism, going to prison, overdosing, you know, multiple times. And it still wasn't enough to keep me clean, you know? And it wasn't until, like, it was April 1st, 2016. I remember I showed up on my parents, on my mom's doorstep, and um, I, I was like, I'm done. Like, I, I'm, I'm sick of being a fucking liar. I'm sick of being a, a piece of shit. Like, I'm sick of, like, I'm just, uh, you know, the whole fucking cliche saying, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know? And, and, and it sucks, because, like... All these other like momentous like you know things in my life that could have I could have learned from and took as tools to move on like I just used as excuses to keep going you know to keep getting loaded and I I, I don't know what it was like I guess I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired so April first two thousand sixteen was the last time I stuck a needle in my mouth. And so, I mean, so you, you said this date, bro, that you got sick and tired mm-hmm. of being sick and tired. I mean, were you coming off a of dope or were you winging yourself off a of dope? So I, you I, never went back to prison. No, that was the last time. Like it didn't, I, the next time I used, I was married at the time, like had a job, but then was like family automatically stopped talking to me, cut me off. Like you're done. 
you know, did everything because they've already been through it, you know? You, like, they're you, not going to yeah, sit there and watch me kill myself, you know? You, you were already being shunned from the family. So yeah, like, go somewhere else and fucking kill yourself. Like, that's how, like, it, it, like when my when my grandmother told me that, like, she was preparing herself to get, to be able to deal with the phone call that she was going to get that I was dead. Like, that, that shit hit home, you know? And... Like it, it sucks that I you got to put any family member through that, you know, of of getting them to that point where they mentally have to prepare themselves. Like the next phone call I get, like he's he's gonna be gone, you know, and and I gotta be okay with it. I can't let it like just wreck my life because it'll be too unbearable. And like the fact that I had to put my family through that shit, like. You know, and it sucks because I see my brother doing the same thing today, you know, doing the same thing my dad did to us, you know, put he's putting his son through. And it's like, is, is he younger or older brother? He's younger. How much younger? Three years. Three years. So he's he's not too far away from uh, your journey. No. While, while he, he's kind of like been in the background watching you, mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's probably safe to say that you've been a very bad example for to him for a long time. For a long, long time. time. And then, I mean, do you ever feel responsible for his demise in life? Like just, you know, his downfall, right? Absolutely. Because, you know, like I said, we lost we lost our dad in 2005. So I feel like, you know, I was supposed to be that next in line to step up and show him the way. And, you know, I've, I, I failed at that. And the only thing that I can do today, like, I can't say I'm sorry. Like, I can't, you know, like, words are... You can't say sorry to who? Well, to family, like, anybody, like, that I've done, you know, like, wrong. Like, I'm sorry, like, I stole from you. I'm sorry, uh, you know, like... I mean, it, 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 so in other words, what's done is done. Like, take me for now that I'm good. Well, the the, the way I do it, like, is, like, I'm. they've heard all the I'm sorry's, you know what I mean? Because like, you, you wore that fucking out. Fucking wore that out. And yeah. then some, you know? Yeah. And the only thing that they respond to is me showing them, you know, show like, me state, baby. Yeah. Like I'm, you said, you said you're sorry. Show, show me that you can, you know, be clean and not stick that needle on your arm and not steal from us and be present, answer your phone when we call and your voicemail is not full and, you know, pay your own bills and become a responsible fucking adult in society. Take care of your family. Take care of your, you know, with, they want to leave this earth knowing that I'm good. And I want to be the representation for my brother. Like, hey, it's never too late. You know, I turned my life around when I was, shit, 38 years old. Let's go, baby. It's never too late. Like, better, and I, better late than never, baby. And I just don't want my brother's pride to kill him, you know. like, But a, he's hey, fucking up right now. Yeah, I mean, he's in. He's he's going to an outpatient program and 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 trying trying it that way but like it, i'm back at the point where it's like to show me you know and it sucks because now i'm on the other side of it yeah feeling all those feelings that i put my family through for the last 20 years you know what i mean like that karma coming back like hey motherfucker like don't forget where you came from because you know you're gonna and and i even get more pissed off at my brother because i'm like dude like just keep it real with me like, I know, I know, I've been there, I've lied, I've done it all. Like, there ain't nothing you can tell me that's going to surprise me. But, like, keep it real with me. And he's still, like, trying to pull the wool over on everyone's eyes. And and that is only going to hurt himself if he doesn't just keep it real. You know what I mean? Like, 
you got, you're gonna have to own up to all that shit. Look your family in the face and say, I'm sorry. Like, let, but let's go, let's move forward. You know, are you going to hold this against me and, and keep me enchained and, and, you know, the I'm sorry's and the, the misery of, of trying to repay you guys back? Or are you guys going to be there to say, you know what, good job on getting that job. Good job on getting that promotion. Good job on, you know, being able to buy your own car. Good job on being able to buy your own home. You know, like they want, that's the best gift I could give my family is doing you know what I'm doing right now, and and let's and let's talk about that right now. But right now, I want you to look at at the comments. Why Lucky takes a leak again? Sorry, guys. I mean, it's running through me. My bad. Gotcha. You know what I mean, uh, look at the comments. Holler at them real quick, and I have some questions for you, brother. See those faces. <laughs> so what would you say what would you say made you actually start taking those steps into like like going down that path of getting into drugs like what was like if you have have to look back at it why did you keep going harder and harder into it I, I, I honestly like I think it was something like to to be honest like I would look at my my father and and see that he was like a functioning addict to where he could he could lose a job and get a better job you know yeah. lose a job get a better job and like still keep getting high and bouncing back and forth from that life so like I thought I could do it you know I could do the same thing but every time like I got loaded I was a fucking bust <laughs> you yeah. know like i i go zero to 60 real fast you know and and it probably has a lot to do with the heroin and cocaine you know it's just falling right off the deep end of losing my job lying to everybody you know i'm gonna let lucky yeah yeah take my seat good feeling bub Canine's eating the spread of a <laughs> fucking dog bowl right now bro love it you know the dog actually ate out of that bowl right though they don't they don't call him canine for nothing and shit so brother i apologize about the little break that i took right now um but so you i mean you 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 had that just like the tired of being tired Mm -hmm. bro you hollered at your family i mean we talked about the show me state we talked about your brother bro you know i mean i mean 38 years old bro you know what I mean? 30 years old to finally have a recollection recollection of just mm-hmm. like, you know what? Enough is enough. I need to change my life. You know what I mean? How is it when a dude is 38 years old and finally has that? What has been the journey for you? I, I mean, to be honest, like, I feel like I, I, I earned it. I worked, I worked for it. Like, as soon as I showed up at my parents' house, like, I, um, I hit my cousin up, um, and he... He contacted his buddy who's an electrician and has his own little company and he said, hey, my, my cousin's trying to do the right thing and, and he needs a job. And he took a chance on me and, and put me to work. I think I was making 14 bucks an hour, like started at the bottom, like wiring receptacles. And, but the thing is, is like, I fucking loved it, man. Like I, I wanted to earn it. I didn't care. I was at that point where I didn't care where I worked. I didn't care if I worked at McDonald's, like, I wasn't going to let my pride get in the way of my sobriety. 
I wasn't going to let my pride get in the way of me transitioning into being a, a responsible adult in society. You know what I mean? And and that's what I did. Like I, I worked for, for the homie and, you know, was, like I said, wiring receptacles. And then that turned into, you know, me getting another job with another company. And, you know, just by being reliable, being on time and outworking the next dude next to me, like I was able to kind of move up past these other cats, you know what I mean? And that's what I did. So each company I would land with, like I would get promoted, you know? As an electrician. As an electrician, yeah. You know, you know the road. And yeah. and and I and I feel like when you earn, when you earn what you got, you keep it. You know what I mean? Can't and, take that from you. And when, when it's just handed to you, it's a lot easier to lose it. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't appreciate it as much. I'm not saying all the time, but I'm saying like if if all that was just given to me, like a six figure job and, you know, your truck and like good light, like all that, like I I got that that easy. I can get it back. You know what I mean? But not nah, because I you earned, have a skill set now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, nah, I earned that shit. Yeah. Like I put in my work. I put in my time. I took that journeyman test. I took that journeyman test four times in a row until I finally passed it. Four so times, I, bro. Fuck, man, that motherfucker. I was starting to feel like I was stupid. <laughs> fuck that test, man. But that once I passed hard, it, bro. but once I passed it, bro, it made it that much fucking sweeter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're walking out of there and they pass that paper you're across to electrician, you, baby. And it's not like, hey, fucking, we'll say, we'll let you know in two weeks. It's like right now, you're gonna find out whether you pass or fail. And then. And, that, and that's another reason why I wanted to have this homie on right here, uh, because he's a fellow electrician, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he may be on the non-union side, I might be on the union <laughs> side, but it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? The trade is the trade, yeah. you know what I mean? And we all work hard for yeah. our position and it's not easy nah. especially the non-union side it's not easy you really really it's 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 a fucking doggy dog world on that side you know what i mean opposed to the union side where it's a, a lot more structured and it is what yeah. it is your first year yeah. second year third year fourth year fifth year you're a journeyman you, you so on and so forth you know what i mean but no. that's why i wanted to have homie on because he's a he's a fellow electrician that changed his life with the trade as well yeah yeah you and know I, and and like, it feels good it feels uh, uh, sorry no, you're good. but it feels good to feel worth something when you learn a trade mm -hmm. a trade is amazing dog like check it out if if this podcast shit doesn't end up working for me so be it you know what i do i'm gonna keep on doing what i've been doing to pay the bills this don't pay the bills. I'm gonna be an electrician, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to learn a trade if in any level, plumbing, uh framer, roofers, you know what I mean, uh pipe fitter, so on and so forth, you know what I mean? I mean it, you have that under your belt, so you are worth a value and you learn to trade that now you are a valuable asset to your family opposed to a detriment. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I grew with the company too. I mean, I started out as an apprentice and now I'm I moved up to a superintendent with a, you know, a big corporate electrical company and, you know, I'm running, you know, crews of 30, 40 guys. And, you know, like I never thought like I'd be in a position like that where guys respect you and, you know, you, you, you earn it. But it like I said, man, it makes it that much sweeter. And it, and it just goes to show you like you you want it bad enough. You're going to get it. You know what I mean? But you you got to put in the work like. That's how you're going to keep it. Anybody can get it, but can you keep it? You know what I mean? And for cats that, that are wondering, 
Uh, Preston, give, give me that bag that's in that refrigerator, please. For cats that are wondering that, uh, how do you keep it? I mean, what is the, I mean, obviously you gotta know your shit, yeah. but is what is the best way of keeping something, bro? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, it was like we talked about earlier. I think that you gotta surround yourself with the right people. You gotta keep with those like-minded people. And if you're, if you're just, you know, surrounding yourself with with people that are going to keep trying to bring you down and, and doing that like it it's you're going to you're going to lose it you know and you're enough times being around that shit like you're going to you're going to fall off that wagon and like that's that's what I do like I just I I got a great one in my life today like and and I feel like the only reason that I found her was because I was at that point in my life where like it was timing like it was perfect timing that i leveled up to her level you know what i mean because she's already a boss bitch but like for me to get lucky enough to snag a boss bitch like i feel like a little confidence of being a boss motherfucker you know yeah, what absolutely I mean? brother yes yeah, uh, i mean salute to your lady brother you know what i mean for being a boss bro, yeah. you know what i mean because uh an, an independence of a female was huge you know what yeah. i mean when she feels like she can pull her weight, you know what I mean? I'm mean, Even with like my girl right now, I'm taking time off from work just so she can go to school because I want her to like feel like valuable. Like, you know what, mm -hmm. I almost, like real shit, like I'm not one of these fatal ass dudes, bro, that, that needs to like, oh, you need me. Like, no, I want you to feel independent. Yeah. Like, you don't need me. Like, you can leave me right now and still live your best fucking life. You don't need me and my fucking job and my lucky's bullshit. I mean, I want, I mean, if you, any motherfucker that's out there right now that's holding their female down mm -hmm. from being the best person she could be, you got one life, baby, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. I mean, and if you know any anything other, let put me up on it. Yeah. But like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like woman empowerment is huge, you know what I mean? And I don't mm -hmm. ever want her to feel like she's stuck with me. Why? Because I'm paying the bills and this and that. Mm -hmm. Like, girl, be a boss, you know what I mean? And, and honestly, to me, that shit is attractive as fuck. Fuck yeah, dude. And it, I mean, you want a girl to be with you because she wants to be, not because she has to be, you know? And and it's a good feeling when you feel, because you've, I feel that same way. I feel like I'm with her because I want to be, because not not because I have to be. Like I need her, you know. Like I need her income, or I need her to pay the bills, or, you know, like we we elevate each other. Like she grinds just as hard as I do, and that's like you said, man. That shit's sexy as fuck, dude. Hell that shit's sexy. sexy as fuck. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's open up the phone lines, guys. Uh oh, here we go. You ready for the phone lines? Shoot it. The phone lines are always the shoot best part. It. <laughs> Homie says shoot it. Let's open up the phone lines, everybody. It's about that time where we open up the phone lines. You know what I mean? Tell them what you... Judy. Oh, shit, they're already going. All right, let's go right here. Hold on real quick. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, yo, I, I, I was uh, hearing your guest. Uh, earlier saying that he was from Missouri or something. I'm actually working right now doing some electrical work. Uh, I was in the parking lot doing paperwork and shit, but uh, where are you from in Missouri, man? Missouri? Yeah, I thought you said you are from Missouri. Nah. Uh, did I? Nah. Well, you guys keep saying show me state. Is Missouri the show me state? Yeah, fool. 
<laughs> yeah, fool, what the yeah. fuck's wrong yeah. with you? Sorry, brother. I just was picking up the show me state shit. I haven't watched the full thing because I'm okay. working and shit, but yeah. I thought you said you're from like Missouri or some shit. Nah, I'm Cali boy. Born and raised. Oh, Born and raised. Well, then fuck you, Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, baby. Love you, doggy. Oh, love. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, fuck you yeah. then, Lucky. Yeah, I mean, let me be the motherfucker, yeah. bro. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Yo. Yo. Hey, trying to get to, hey, to Dino. What's good? Yeah, turn the volume down on the background first. All right, got you. Hello? Yeah. Speak on it. Hey, can you hear me, Dino? Yeah. What's What's good? Hey, let that be the first and last time you bring up the porta potty. This Montero not fucking. Weasel game. Dino, it's your boy Ruben. You already know. Yeah, I already know. You out here talking shit. <laughs> um, Hell yeah, stay talking shit. Yep. <laughs> what's good? Hell yeah, I just want to say you're a solid brother, man. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. You, you know, you know, I feel the same way. Hell yeah. See you on the next project. All right, Bubba. All right, later. Later. That's cool. That's Next, Foco. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Yo, what's up, Bessie? What's, what's, what's good? What's up, Bessie? Hey, what's going on? Huh? Hey, I don't know what happened to his Armenian friend. Did he have a heart attack? How'd you get to sick that guy? No, so trip out. So when I got out of prison, um, he... I reached out to him. It was like right when MySpace was starting to end and Facebook was just popping off. And I had my brother create me an account and I reached out to him to apologize, you know, because like that was fucked up, you know, like even even though he didn't get in trouble, he didn't get busted. Like, I think his car was like still flagged, like used in a in a robbery. Um, so I think every time he got pulled over, like, you know, they were so he sold his car, but he actually moved. Um, he had gastric bypass surgery and got married and moved and moved to Armenia. So I think he, yeah. he shook the country, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, he's probably in Ukraine right now, fucking fighting with the Russians. Uh, yeah, fuck. You never know. But well, send him back to Armenia. Easy. Yeah, that's fucked up. What are good friends all for? All right, all right, thanks. All right, my Have a good day. I appreciate you too, it. Thank you. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. What's good? You got to turn the volume down in the background, bro. Oh, my bad. Hey, Loki. Yeah. ¿Cómo estás, hermano? Good, brother. How you doing? Bien, bien, al cien. Yes, sir. Sí, portándote bien, ¿no? What's cracking, my G? What do you got? What do you got to ask Dino, dog? Pues nada, aquí nomás. All right, brother. Any, 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 any questions for Dino, my G? All right. Pues, go collab with West Coast Graffiti. <laughs> okay. Yo, man, yeah. I, I mean, I've been on this podcast, bro. You know what I mean? All right, sounds good, brother. Ahorita? Yeah. Next phone call. Here we go. Chachilla right here. Mm -mm. 
Canaan always perks up every time he hears chachillas. Mm, hell yeah. That pen pal. <laughs> You're on Hood Socks. Talk to us. What? I ain't no pen pal from chachillas. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean you, Bob. <laughs> Can you guys hear me or not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, so, hey, Dino. Um, hey, you were, you were with uh, uh, Sandman, right? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's how. I, when I saw that, you know, I follow Hoodstock. Yeah. Hey, Lucky. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> He's a goonie. I love you too, baby. Yeah. Thank you, dog. Yeah, yeah. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. What's up, Luck? What up, baby? Shine, homeboy. What's up, Dino? What's up, homie? Hey, man. It's fucking. It, it's crazy to hear your story, dog. You know what I mean, like. You know the whole story, and then you know you, you get with the Ina that, that that holds you down. It's kind of like like what I've been through. You know what I mean? Like I, I got a good lady. You kept me out of the fucking bullshit, and I, I respect all the all the stuff you said about your story, bro. And yeah. look, you're doing fucking straight sick ass shit on the fucking podcast, homeboy. Thank you, brother. You know we trying, dog. We trying to elevate. We trying to like get real professional on this shit, dog. You know what I mean? Hey, homie, I'm gonna fucking join that fucking two ninety nine. You know, dog. But if it's gonna stop you from paying your fucking child support, don't do it, dog. I mean, negative. No, no, it's not gonna stop me, dog. I thank just you, brother. Support you. But thank you, bro. I appreciate it, bro. And I'll, I'll try to the fucking I'll, big bad hood stocks. Yeah, baby, big bad hood that's stocks, right. dog. That's right. We in the building, dog. We doing that's this right. shit, I dog. Have a one of just homeboy. And yeah, likewise, yeah. baby. Yeah, all love, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely, dog. He one man there, homeboy. Hey, buenas noches. All right, my G. Let's say, hey, Dino, can you bring me in some in and out? I'm starving. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what's up, Cole. Yeah, we got everybody that's tapped in right now. Like, subscribe, yeah. tell a friend, dog. Subscribe to Luck, man. He he's a real one, dude. And they they're doing it right here. And like, if you ain't fucking with them yet, like you. You need to you need to learn because you're gonna learn today. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Yo, I'm live right now. Or what? You yep. live, baby. All right, my boy. I got a question for Lucky. All right, Lucky. Since you get up, big dog, you get up to go to the bathroom all the time, my my boy. I'm gonna send um, I'm gonna send you some uh, some depends, my boy. <laughs> I use them, bro. I use them, though. That mean. I'll use them, dog. I, I mean, what's life without shitting and pissing on yourself, dog? Hey, I love what you're doing, though, bro. I love what you're doing, dog. Keep up the positivity, uh, the positivity, my boy, and uh, stay blessed. And uh, Dino, what's up? Good, uh, good. You did that 180, bro. You know what I mean? And turn your life around, bro. You're an inspiration to the rest of us, homie. Hey, I appreciate All right, it, have man. Have a blessed night, homie. All right, wish y'all yeah. Hey, bless you too, man. I appreciate you. They want to send me the pans, dog. I mean, sometimes the bladder, hey. bro. The bladder's got to go. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, I hear you. Absolutely. So, Dino, what's good? I think we're done with these phone calls right here because I just I'm, fucking cut them off. You hang right up now. on them? No, I didn't hang up on <laughs> nobody, dog. But I just turned them down right now, dog. This has been three hours. This has been three hours. Wow. Damn, son. Three hours. What do we do now? I don't know. We just sit here. <laughs> Do that phone sex thing we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you wearing? Yeah, I got the, the white B 
PIA boxers. Turn around backwards. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> Turn around backwards. Dino Nuts Smith. the butts. <laughs> Nuts the butts. <laughs> Just don't put the nut on yeah. the butt. One more phone call. <laughs> One more phone call that we end this out, baby. Three hours. I think that's good. Your Hoodstocks, talk to us. Hey, this is the Lassera War Story. What's that? The Lassera War Story. Okay. Okay. Coming right up, doggy. Your Hoodstocks, talk to us. You there? Your Hoodstocks, talk to us. Hey, buenas noches. How's everybody doing? Good, bro. We're good, man. Hey, um, you know, this this episode kind of hit home tonight. Um, I just had a homie fucking, uh, we've been best friends since we were five years old, just passed away last week from pills, bro. So, um, you know, it's good to see people, you know, before they lose themselves, kind of catch themselves. And um, I'm happy for you, bro. You know what I mean? Like, um, that's, that's, that's fucking awesome to hear your story, man. Hey, man, I'm, real shit. I'm sorry about your fam too. You know, like that shit, like that 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 shit hurt hurts when uh, you know I know the addicts are still out there struggling, and um, I, I feel for you because I know like addiction has touched everybody around the world in one way, shape, or form, and you know uh, I, I'm gonna say a prayer for you tonight. Hey, I I appreciate that, man. And you know what, bro? Like it's fucking heartbreaking, and and more so because you know I'm I'm 36 years old. I'm I'm a father of three little girls. I just had a little boy like three months ago, and um, my homeboy fucking hadn't met him yet, and he was supposed to come the following day when he, when he passed away to fucking finally meet this fool. And um, you know, I mean, it's just fucking heartbreaking, bro. But it is what it is, and um, uh, you know, it's just gotta keep moving. But um, it, it, it's kind of um kind of sad man to hear your story too bro like you know and the people you've lost along the way as well you know uh, but in, in in that process you found yourself you know what i mean and came above it so um it's it's encouraging to hear, hear hear your story bro i mean hopefully hopefully like i can give you some hope on on this platform you know and this is honestly i i know why why lucky does it and i know why why i do it is because of this right here touching the people that like you know that, that make an impact or they might take one thing away from this and if it's in a positive light like it made it completely worth it 100 percent. yeah for, for sure man i appreciate it. i appreciate it for sure man both my, of y'all my you. condolences g yeah. we're gonna move on to the next phone caller dog thank you for All coming right, have a good night. you too you're on hoodstock uh. we had we had a fucking phone call from uh i believe jackson wyoming if you want to call back go ahead and call back I like to get the different states. Yeah, get, get a little different look. Yeah, a different look, Missouri, a different perspective. The show me state. The show me how many times you didn't talk about it. Yeah, I had no idea, bro, that it was anyone. a show me state. Did we, Were we saying show me state? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people say show me state. I ain't, I ain't from the fucking whoop de woo I'm from the show me state. <laughs> yeah, here we go right here. You're on hood stocks. Go ahead. That motherfucker was underwater. He hung up. Yeah, it's all good. Hey, brother, this has been amazing, dog. I mean, you've done a lot of podcasts, bro. I appreciate you, though. I mean, you've done uh, you've done interviews. Yeah. 
I've you know never I mean? done a podcast. Yeah, so this is this is the here, here's his do back right here. Let me let me see what he's got to say right here. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, what happened to the down ass Heina? Oh, uh, she, she actually passed away. Yeah, she um, she 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 overdosed um probably about ten years oh, ago. Man. Um, but yeah, it took. I mean, it, it did take her life. And, you know, it, it it just goes to show you that nobody's immune to this epidemic. And I'm just honestly, like, I think yeah. my lucky stars that I got out before the fentanyl thing because I wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah. yeah, it's a hard thing. Yeah. I know myself and I know, like, I would have I would have abused that shit and it would have it would have got me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, thanks. Just curious what happened to her because she's not. Thank you, brother. No mean to cut you off. You're on Hoodstocks. Last phone call. What's up, Lucky Nice ass? Huh? <laughs> he said nice ass. <laughs> we'll end it on that. You know you can. See, you know you got a big ass when you can see it from the front side. Right? You know what I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, he said I saw him go to the bathroom. That boy got hips. Got that Anyways, boy. brother, this has been a dope. This has been dope. This has been amazing. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. Everybody, give it up for Dino, and we are out of here.